Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome into the Green and White Report. It is here, Trent. Oh, it's Super here. Super Bowl Sunday has finally arrived, and we're fired up. Yeah, it's not Christmas, but it feels like it. It is like wrapped up underneath my tree, and I'm just trying. I'm, I'm shaking the box. I'm trying to see what I got. I think I got a Matthew Stafford ring, but we're we're we still have to wait. We have to wait for another what? Twelve hours? Hold on, just a moment. I almost forgot my highlighter. Oh, gotta have the highlighter. That would have been a travesty if I didn't have the highlighter. We're joined by a myriad of people today in studio. Good people too. We have. Uh, to, directly to my right and your left, we have a special guest in the studio today, and that would be Joey the Kangaroo. Yeah. So Also, who named Joey the Kangaroo? Me. Can I question? I named him Joey. Because he has a pouch, so therefore he can't be a Joey. Oh, so he's But a, I guess it's kind of a play on words, so it doesn't really true. matter. Matt, Matt Merrifield is here today. Henry is on vacation. Yes. Matt is producing the show today, doing a fantastic job. Is, is this controversy? Is Joey not a Joey? It appears that he is not a Joey, but oh, this is I, the I, I Steve do, Irwin. The, the, the play on words is, I think it's yeah, fits. yeah. The play, on words, the play on words works. Joey sure. is, if, for to not to confuse anybody out there, Joey is a stuffed kangaroo and it is wearing sunglasses. It's a stuffed animal. It's sitting in a, in front of a microphone right now, and it's our official mascot of the show now. So, congratulations, Joey the kangaroo. But we just got a lot going on today. Henry is on vacation. He will be back next week. Matt is producing the show today. Trent has his Matthew Stafford. Uh, is that a, is that a cutoff? Yeah, it's or a, a cutoff. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know if it's a like a tank top. Yeah, yeah, tank no, top. it's a tank top. Okay. I cut the sleeves off it myself. Let's go nine. Today I'm wearing my 2014 Detroit Tigers what a AL team. Central Division Champions T-shirt. What a team! I also have my Quality Dairy Donuts which is now becoming a weekly tradition here on the show. Today it is glazed cinnamon roll, actually frosted cinnamon roll, so we're ready to roll here. Let's get into it right away. We're going to get through a lot today. We have Cam McLaren, MSU hockey beat reporter, coming on at 12.15. We're joined by Jay DeCoster today, producing the show alongside Matt and doing updates. We have Super Bowl stuff to get to. We have basketball to get to. We have some Olympics to get to, which will be interesting, along with a busy trade deadline in the NBA. So there is really a lot to do today. But we're going to start it off just at the top with uh, some reaction to Michigan State's win over Indiana yesterday. Final score, 76-61. to The Spartans beat the Hoosiers in what was a pretty testy game at the Breslin Center. I was there. You were there, Trent. Matt was there as well. We were working for WDBM, and then Jay was in the zone. We all did. Everyone did. It was an all-in effort. Fantastic job. Jay, I saw a photo of you on the Indiana basketball Twitter. Actually, no, really? yeah. I think it was the Indiana, but nah. I think I it, no, off. I think it was uh, Michigan State Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it was me, Nick, Nick Sonic, who's probably listening yes. to this. He actually got on the Instagram individually and really? on Twitter. So he's a popular man on campus right now. But good day yeah. for you guys. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and uh good jo- good do- job uh heckling the Indiana coaches. That was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, no kidding. Nick uh, fun. Nick Nick and you guys always get a lot of FaceTime at the Breslin Center on the scoreboard for all, all consistently. Oh, I think we got it like at least ten times yeah. yesterday. It was 
we because we there was a camera guy to our left and they, they were pointing at us like he he knew what was up and uh, we were pointing at him and it was yeah it was it was good time so yeah. yeah. I think the most electric moment of that game, in my humble opinion, was when the the DJ played Levitating, and Nick <laughs> Nick n- Nick knows where we sit, so he he looks up at me, and I point at him, and he points at me, and we're just having a great time. Levitating, great song. But let's let's break it down here. Uh, a bounce back win for Michigan State after back to back back to back losses at Rutgers and against Wisconsin. Like we said, the final score seventy six to sixty one, and Trent really the the big development for this game even before the game started was the fact that there was a change in the starting lineup Tom Izzo opted to go with AJ Hogard at point guard over Tyson Walker for the first time this season and he pulled the right string Hogard really thrived but in a starting role before he was ejected which was something we'll get into you know apparently ridiculous apparently if you're in the same zip code as the opposing bench and you clap your hands I think that's assault so you know just bad but Hogard he had 14 on four of seven shooting, and he was six of seven from the line. So he, he was very good. But then Tyson Walker, who did not start 18 minutes off the bench, scored 15 points. Yes. So, Trent, I guess, first of all, I mean, the, the big storyline is the, the point guard switch in this one alongside, obviously, a very good game as well for Malik Hall to lead the Spartans with 18 points. But when Michigan State made this switch before we saw how much success it had, what were your initial thoughts about making the switch Hogard for Walker. I loved it because I was talking to you and Matt as we were walking into the Breslin. I thought that it was a good move solely from the, the aspect of it gives Tyson Walker a little less pressure, takes some of that load off his shoulders. I think often in sports we kind of overblow the storyline when someone gets quote-unquote benched. When it doesn't always – it's not always a benching, if that makes any sense. Let me try to explain. Like, Yeah, it, more of a – it was just – both of them played the, the same amount of minutes yes. as they normally do. Tom and Tom Izzo, I think I'm elaborating on your point. Exactly, he said it in in the in the post game press conference. It wasn't more of a benching. It was just they wanted AJ to start the game. Yes, avoid those slow starts, and they did really yesterday. Yeah, and 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 Tyson apparently was on board with it as well. That's something that yeah. Izzo said after the game. Was, Very good friends. Yeah, they're they're good friends. Tyson was on board, and Tyson thinks that he can you know get some other guys involved. He wanted to get you know be on the floor with some of the reserve guys and try to form a connection there. Uh, so I, ultimately, it worked. And, you know, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It was broke, and they switched something, and they fixed it. So I loved it from the standpoint of it gave Tyson Walker a little less pressure, put a little more on A.J. Hogard's plate, who's been here a little longer, as we still continue to talk about how Tyson Walker might be still adjusting a little bit to the pace of the Big Ten and the, the grueling schedule and all that good stuff. And he, he you know, yesterday, and it was kind of a tale of two halves. Like, A.J. Hogard handled the first half, and I th- what did Tyson have, 15 points total? He had fi- uh, Tyson had 15 points total. He was 5 of think, 10 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3 as well, which is a season high for him. I think 12 of his two. 15 were in the second half. So Tyson really took over in that second half. A.J. handled the first half. It was a whole team effort. And the biggest thing jumping off the page at me, Sloan, as we shift out of the point guard situation, was Michigan State was still able to win convincingly, and Gabe Brown scored zero points. Exactly. Max Christie also struggled for Michigan State. He was one of five from the field, eight points, six points at the free throw line, but really not the best night for Max. As well as Bingham had foul trouble. Marble was kind of in and out, played 24 minutes, which was a season high, but nine rebounds, which was good, but they didn't have great production from the five. They didn't have great production on the wing. Hauser struggled as well, but this for the, for the first time really this season, in my opinion, the point guard play drove this team to a win. 
And that's got to be a testament to Izzo starting Hogard over Walker. But like you said, it was really more of a role reversal. I want to talk about another guy quickly, and that would be Malik Hall. 24 minutes in this 76-61 victory, 18 points, 6 rebounds. He was 8 of 8 from the line as well. A lot of people talking on Twitter after the game, maybe Malik Hall should be inserted into the starting lineup for Joey Hauser. But I know that, in my opinion, I think that Malik Hall thrives off the bench, brings an attitude, is really that go-to guy in the second unit. And it's it, this is not a bench role in terms of his minutes. I mean, he played 24 minutes at the four. Hauser played 16, which I think is a very good distribution. Yeah, maybe a little bit more time for Hauser moving forward. But I'm very content with Malik Hall on the bench personally. He's really th- thrived in that role. Like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yes. I think you agree with me though that that Hall is is best served off the bench. Exactly because <clears throat> that's where he's been all season. He's been great all season. I mean, he's laid what one or two eggs. Everyone on this roster has. So and it's funny because one of those was when he started in the battle for Atlantis and did not come off the bench. Yes. So and now that it, it, like you said, Sloan, it seems that you know time is oh, and they've kind of figured out the rotation. That to me is what's more important to look at than who starts because that's just chicken scratch on a paper one through five. You know, here's we're rolling out to start the game, and we know that even three minutes in. Izzo and DJ are shifting everyone out anyways. So it doesn't really – it's all about setting the tone. And while I do think Malik Hall would be great at setting the tone, he's also great at keeping the tone going at the 16-minute mark or something like that. You have to have a stabilizer coming off the bench. Every great Michigan State team in the last decade, half decade, uh, has had that. You know, you talk about Travis Trice. Uh, Tum Tum Nairn, all these guys that come off, Kyle Arns, they come off the bench and they, they give you a little shot in the arm, and that's kind of what Malik is, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave him there. So, Matt, are you also in agreement that you would like to see Hall continue to play off the bench? Because I know a lot of people are making pretty good points about why he should start, but hey, to have your best player come off the bench, and I think Malik Hall is this team's best player at this point, in my opinion, are you still on board with bringing him off the bench? I am personally start like you said starting who cares you're going to come in at the 17 minute mark he's playing the minutes of a starter and on top of that he's playing in the final five minutes of the game right that's the more important time of the game winning time you need to make sure your best players are out there and as well make sure that Malik Hall is out there so at that point I don't know what you can complain about so Michigan State improves to 18 and 6 with the victory and 9 and 4 in conference the Spartans visit Penn State this upcoming Tuesday a late tip-off in that one but All of a sudden, another opportunity for Michigan State to pick up a win and get their 10th conference win of the season, get their 19th win overall of the season. And I think the the number one thing that really made me walk away from the Breslin Center yesterday positive is that they they out-hustled Indiana. They were the more physical team. They played with some attitude. They played with some energy from the jump. And even though, obviously, this team's consistency is going to continue to be called into question, you love to see a good effort like that at home against a an Indiana team that will be making the tournament. Yep. And I think it was just very refreshing for me to see a, you know, even though they didn't shoot the ball their best, just 43% overall, 35% from three, they can, they can do better than that. Shot it great from the line, 25 of 28. The officiating was just... Very interesting topic. So many whistles. God, that game took three hours. It, it was did. Like, it was like a baseball game. But this just gives me the feeling that the mojo is back, and at least for now, we can you, people can have a little bit more confidence in this Michigan State team. Obviously, they have to continue to prove that they are back and they have their mojo back, but you love to see the energy yesterday. Yes, that is what it was all about, and that's what Izzo said was he was proud of the team's resilience, toughness, grittiness, 
It wasn't pretty. It was gritty. That was the big thing after the game. And absolutely, Sloan, to get back on track against an Indiana team, that is respectable. They are no slouch. You now are able to, hey, maybe go to Penn State, pick up that win, as they should, and then you can roll into next Saturday's game against Illinois and really try to cement yourself at the top of the Big Ten once again. So 517-884-8989 is the phone number. As always, you can text us using that number. You can also tweet the show using the hashtag GWReport. You can also follow the show on Twitter at GWReportWDBM. But what are your thoughts on Michigan State's win yesterday, 76-61 to over the Indiana Hoosiers? Kind of a confidence-building victory. It was a testy game at the Breslin Center. And, you know, you and I are big Mike Woodson fans. How's everybody? Oh. How's everybody, they say? We he love says. Mike Woodson. But, man, he was fired up yesterday. Izzo was fired up. There was a little bit of animosity between both the teams. Malik Hall played with a little bit more of an attitude. As a fan, even though the game was pretty clunky and it took a long time, you just love to see that energy in the building, that little that fire, and kind of a little bit of bad blood. I thought that was fun to see for me. Classic Big Ten play. And look, these teams, these two teams, it gets overshadowed by maybe you know some of the other rivalries that they have at stake. But Michigan State and Indiana is a great basketball rivalry dating oh, yeah. back to the 1970s. So it's pretty fun to go watch these guys get scrappy. Clearly, they both took it personally. I think Michigan State was even scrappier and and, and talking more trash than they were against Michigan, which was. Kind of crazy to see, but hey, that is the exact toughness you want to see out of this team in a mid-February push when you're trying to get the monkey off your back, so to speak. You lose by to Rutgers by 20 on the road, not a good loss, right? You lose to Wisconsin, people are starting to ask questions, the whispers are happening. Hey, you know the best way to shut them up? Win. Winning cures everything. You beat Indiana, you trounced them pretty much, you held their best player, Trace Jackson Davis, in check, you held Race Thompson in check. Now, like I said, you get to move forward and you get to re- Put your resubmit yourself in that conversation, and look, winning the Big Ten is still very much hey, on the table. Rutgers opened that door wide open for Michigan State yesterday with oh, the win. Oh, the Scarlet Knights! Steve Peichel pounding nails. Yep. All of a sudden, Rutgers is is really in play here, and and kind of playing spoiler, but they can make the tournament as well. Five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. Texas with your thoughts on yesterday's game, but I guess before we wrap this segment, is the consensus between the three of us a win at Penn State? Because I think I, I think that I see him coming away with a victory. Yes, but you can't scrappy take it, team though. Very you can't take it lightly. Team. Can't take it lightly. You can't take it lightly. Given next week Saturday against Illinois, but I think this team's ready to roll and go on a run to finish out the season. That's one thing we didn't open the show with. We we had Joey the kangaroo. We had my donut. We had Matt producing the show today. We didn't say ready to roll. Ready to roll. Five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. You can text us with your thoughts on this game. Quick break. And we will switch gears quickly on the other side. We're going to start talking about the the big game, which is just hours away. It's the Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. A couple of quick questions, some initial thoughts from Trent and I on the big game. And then we'll have an update from Jay at the bottom of the hour, followed by a prop bet rush with Matt Merrifield. We'll see how we're feeling about a large lineup of prop bets here. It's also some Olympics later in the show. Lots to do on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., Impact 89FM gives away prizes like tickets to upcoming concerts, music festivals, movies, and more. Just listen to the top five at five, write down the names of our top five songs of the day, and call our request line when the last song ends. If you can list each song, you win. That's it. Only on Impact 89FM.
Thank you for dining with us tonight. Your waiter will be here to take your order shortly. Thank you. So, Mark, what did you say you did for a living? Well, I'm kind of between things right now. I got let go from my last job, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you been out of work? Just two and a half years. I've been living with my parents, so it's no big deal. The only problem is I don't have a car, so they have to take me everywhere. That's nice. So, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I play a lot of video games, and I watch Netflix. But I haven't been too active because I've been feeling a little ill. Well, did you at least get your flu shot this season? Duh. Flu vaccines are the best way to reduce the chances that I'll get the flu or spread it to others. Wow, he's so dreamy. Tell me more. Flu season is here. From October to May, you need to protect yourself. Sign up at your doctor's office or local pharmacy to get your flu shot today. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, Jay DeCoster, and Matt Merrifield. We are all in studio today. And Trent, there's Oof. really there's really no intro we can use for this. Today is the day. It is the day you're, of days. You're, you're, you're supporting Matthew Stafford today. I am. We've Let's got, go nine. We've got a lot of, of Super Bowl stuff to get to. We have a couple of quick early impressions here for a few minutes. And on the other side of the break, we're going to do some prop bets Top of the hour, we're going to preview the game completely, and then we're going to have full, comprehensive picks in the gambling corner. But really, I wanted to just use this next 10 minutes as kind of a space to kind of get our initial thoughts about this game out of the way. Obviously, nobody expected the Cincinnati Bengals to be where they are right now. No. Nobody. The, the, the Rams, though, on the other hand, you and I have been calling for them to come out of the NFC for probably since we started doing the show in August. So. We have. However, yes. th- I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we were Matthew Stafford believers from the start. Because if you kind of rewind and you look at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of questions surrounding the Rams. There was a lot of mistrust going on with Matthew Stafford. Can he do it? Can he win playoff games? Blah, blah, blah. We always knew he could because we watched him for a decade plus. Some people, the national media, like, I think the Rams were probably fourth or fifth on a lot of the experts list to even come out of the NFC. I mean, I, people liked the Bucks to repeat. People liked, you know, the Packers, of course. People liked the 49ers. People liked the Seahawks. And a lot of that just kind of blew up in people's faces. And like you said, Sloan, we're not that shocked the Rams are here. Some no, people not at are, all. though. But nonetheless, this Super Bowl matchup is uh, is quite interesting. The, yeah, this... I think you just put it in really good perspective, especially for for Lions fans, for people not just in Lansing, but Detroit and really Michigan in general. This was the expectation for me that Matthew Stafford went to the Super Bowl this year because you and I knew once you get the pieces around him, put him in a winning environment, put him in a better place, he's going to be good enough to take a team to the Super Bowl. And you and I were correct on that one so we can give each other some credit. So really... This is this, that's a very good point because this is no surprise to you and I. But for some people on the national level, the, the, the people that still doubted him throughout the playoffs, that was uh, kind of a up in the air. But the Bengals, though, nobody could have seen this coming. I, I want to introduce one of my worst takes of the year, 
I said, and and you can buzzer me, Matt. You can do whatever. But this this is a bad take by me. I said I said on this radio program in August that what would happen with the Bengals is that they would fire Zach Taylor after a bad year, and they would hire Joe Brady to be their new head coach. And out the LSU Tiger connection between Burrow and Brady would, and Chase and, and, and com- yeah. complete the. Uh... It would all come, yeah, terrible. <laughs> well, let me say this. It was all going to come full circle. But obviously, Taylor got him in the Super Bowl. Joe Brady got fired as the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, and now he's the Bills quarterback's coach. So I have egg on my face. Here's what I will say, Sloan. I, I, you're, not a, you're not a universe off because I think Zach Taylor is still shaky. Like I'm not quite sure. Interesting. I, I mean, I think that at some point, look what happened with uh, Ed Orgeron. He got that D.C. hire correct because, man, that, that unit oh, yeah. is the, the story of the playoffs. But he go did. ahead. He, he did. But, hey, before the season started, you were right. There were questions about whether they were going to move forward with him now. They didn't know if he was the guy to line up with Joe Burrow yep. and his prime and everything. And, 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 you know, to even go back to this regime's decision to draft Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. That's which, another bad take by me. I was like. I thought that was ridiculous. Th- I said, thank you, Bengals for letting Sewell drop into our lap yes. here in Detroit. I said, you got to protect that quarterback. Yes. Wrong again. Well, hey, it's worked out for both parties. But now that you're there, Sloan, I, I still am kind of on the Taylor Shaky train. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl, but you never know. what could. I mean, a three-year turnaround could mean everything. Look at Doug Peterson. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, you, you win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, and everyone thinks you're great, and then people are calling for your job the next year. And, hey, no one can top worst take of the year because I thought the Lions were going seven and ten. No, so that's, hey, that's that's all. With the way they rebounded at the end of the year, second half of the year they played quite yeah. quite well. So, a couple of questions here off the top, some more general questions, and we talked about this a little on the last show, but the player or coach that has the most on the line in this game is who and why. I, I said Sean McVay just because he did not get it done against the the New England Patriots the last time the Rams went to the Super Bowl. I think really too. I think he's legit. I, I I don't I don't really see holes in his resume, but I do think that the doubters will start creeping in if they can't make this one happen. So I said McVeigh, and just for the listeners, you also said McVeigh, correct? Yeah, Sean yes. McVeigh. It's it, it. There's a lot of candidates for this question. McVeigh is one of them solely because you're right, Sloan. He took that team two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. What was the one big difference? Jared Goff. Now you throw Matthew Stafford in there, he gets right back, and if he's not able to get it done with a a clear, big upgrade at quarterback, then yeah, there's a lot of questions surrounding Sean McVay. I want to throw one more name at you, though, Sloan. For sure. Because we're going to talk about Matthew Stafford later, so I don't have to elaborate on it now. Odell Beckham Jr., He's going to be a free agent this this offseason. He could hey, cash in with a big game He here. could cash in with a big game. And even, look, if if he and the, and the Rams are able to win this Super Bowl, I think he might even stay because he I seems agree. to be happy there. He's not, who wouldn't want to be in L.A., too? It's gorgeous. And who wouldn't want to have, have single coverage all the time with Matthew Stafford thrown to you because you got Cooper Cup got on the Sean other side. McVay this Rams, yeah, you got, you got one of the greatest offensive minds, if not the greatest offensive mind in football at the helm. So the thing is, like, this Rams defense or Rams offense, I don't want to jump the gun here, but if this Rams offense and this team wins today, they might win two or three Super Bowls. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on, Odell Beckham Jr., because I don't think the Rams make it here without him. We talked about that last week. Who's your pick, Matt? Who has got the most on the line? We haven't talked about anybody on the Bengals yet, but Burrow is definitely in this conversation because if he wants to be one of the all-time great ones – this is where it would start. So the Bengals' perspective is also, you know, Zach Taylor's another one. 
we, Trent you know, still isn't believing in him fully. If he were to win that Super Bowl this year, yeah, all, yeah all, that, all, would, that would change. Some, all of a sudden, yeah. we're, we're changing our thoughts a little bit. But I want to get your take on that. I don't. I, I would agree. The guy with the most to earn out of tonight would be Zach Taylor. But I think the Bengals are playing with house money right now. They are, they are. succeeding expectations. I, I couldn't pick They're a single loose, person man. on the Rams. Matt Stafford's got a lot to play for McVay. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald on defense that still are without a ring. So there's a lot of great players that could see themselves going to Canton and at the end of their career. And a Super Bowl would help them, you know, be first ballot Hall of Famers or just get them in in general. So that's Funny. a great point by yeah, Matt because the Bengals are playing with house money. So it's hard to They've say been that loose. All oh, playoff yeah. long. They, God, they played they, well. They've been a play or two away from losing in every single game. So, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting to see that they made it here, whereas the Rams, you know, they rolled the Cardinals. They pretty much rolled the Buccaneers. There was some fluky stuff at the end of that game. And then a game-winning drive against the Niners. So, yeah, I, that's good. That's a good point, Matt, because I don't, I don't know if I can definitively say that anyone on the Bengals side of things has a ton to lose because I don't even know if they should be here. It, it's the Rams I'm looking at like, dude, you guys got to take care of business tonight. It's funny you say Canton, Matt, because this leads us into our next question here. Does Matthew Stafford need to win this championship to really cement his legacy as a Hall of Famer? Now, we talked about this on last week's show as well a little bit, and I don't think it's completely imperative just because of the body of work he has put up. But I I point to one thing as to why my answer to this question is yes and to why he might have the most on the line in this game over McVay is the Philip Rivers principle. Not a lot of people think Philip Rivers will necessarily be a Hall of Famer because he was never to break he never broke through the ceiling and won a championship. To put all of that to bed, statistics aside, everything that happened in Detroit, it doesn't matter. The Super Bowl would be the great equalizer for Matthew Stafford. And, you know, you can make a very good argument that he would make it to Canton without the championship. But in my opinion, he needs this Super Bowl to cement his legacy as a surefire Hall of Famer. And that's another good argument for why he could have the most on the line today. If you look at Matt Stafford and you look at Philip Rivers, and I'm glad you brought him up because you're one step ahead. Philip Rivers made eight Pro Bowls. Matthew Stafford's made one. Who's the better quarterback? Some people would say Philip. If Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl today, I think everyone would say Matthew Stafford. That's how much we hold winning in championships up here on a pedestal, in right? In all sports, not even just football. Not Incorrect. And and when you look at Matthew Stafford, it's also important to, to know that the whole Pro Bowl conversation, to me, doesn't hold as much weight solely because he's played in a conference with Drew Brees in his prime, Aaron Rodgers in his prime. There's been a ton of great quarterbacks in the NFC over the years. Tom Brady last year. So it's just it's hard for me to just look at Pro Bowl or in the NBA, all-star selections, to really – look at someone's legacy and what they've done for the sport and how they how they've won and how they've impacted winning. So Matthew Stafford to answer the question, yes, if he wins a Super Bowl tonight, for all intents and purposes, yes, should be should be a a maybe not first ballot, but he should get into the hall at some point. Shannon Sharp's an all-time great player, didn't get yeah. in until the third ballot. So it doesn't really matter when you get in, but Matthew Stafford, if he wins tonight, he'll have the numbers to do it. He'll be top 10 in every passing category and he'll have a Super Bowl. So, I want to hit one more quick one, too, and it's on Burrow. I think one of the underrated uh, aspects of the Super Bowl, and I completely agree with Matt's point, that Cincinnati is really, they're loose. It, it, they're, they're playing with house money, like he said. But a championship today for Joe Burrow, what we'd be talking about on Monday is really, wow, in year two, coming off a knee injury, this guy goes out and beats a bona fide team at their own stadium. It's like, hey, now... 
he's going to start being discussed as, hey, he's got the potential to be an all-time great Super Bowl in year two. That dynasty could in Cincinnati could just be starting because they're young. Burrow, an argument for him and why he could have the most on the on the line today is because, hey, if he really wants to be one of the great ones, it starts today. It does, and I'm glad you brought this up because I would like to give a shout-out to one of my favorite members of the sports talk media, Nick Wright. Brought up a very interesting point on Friday on his program on FS1. The most to lose in this Super Bowl might be Patrick Mahomes. If Joe Burrow, wow. if Joe Burrow is to win it. Because if Joe Burrow is to win it, that means that Joe Burrow then becomes the, you know, the the shiny new toy that everyone loves. And Patrick Mahomes is kind of like an overlooked guy now at this point. Because what have you done for me lately? Joe Burrow just beat him, and now if if Joe Burrow puts a ring on it, then it's like, okay, Joe Burrow's like the best young quarterback in the NFL who everyone wants. And it's not the Josh Allens of the world or the Lamar Jacksons or the Patrick Mahomeses of the world. So that's a very interesting spin on it, Sloan. Like, I definitely think that Joe Burrow, although it is just his second year in the league and his first year starting a full slate of games, he's got a lot to gain here. So that that's it's just something to watch. You're right. That's That's what's at stake for the Bengals. I, I see some head shaking over here. Hop in here then, Matt. First what? off, you're using Nick Wright to prove your point. <laughs> oh, no. Second off, you watch Patrick Mahomes. You know he's still the best quarterback in the league. I will well, give of you, course, yeah. he loses an opportunity to get another ring, which yeah. the AFC is looks like they're going to run the NFL for the next 10 years, 15 years. Which, A million percent. Uh, but So I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, the Chiefs will be back. I mean, they're going to oh, be – yeah. it's just – I think so too. I just we live in we live in such a narrative driven world, that's, and I think the true. narrative for a whole year would be who beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It was Joe Burrow who won the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow. If the Bengals are to do that, and I don't think that's going to happen, so I guess that's my bottom line. Is this is all kind of just you know it's fog in the air, and it could happen, and it's ooh, it's all it's smoke and mirrors. I, I think the Rams are going to boat race them, but we can get into that later. Five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. The question is the following. Who has the most on the line during today's Super Bowl? It could be a player. It could be a coach. It might not even be somebody who is in the Super Bowl like we can make an argument for. You can also tweet us using the hashtag GWReport. On the other side of the break, we're going to stay with the Super Bowl. We're going to bring Matt in and do an NFL prop bets version of the rush. So we have... I think 10 total prop bets on here. We're going to get our thoughts on them. We're going to run through them. So be advised, potentially. Still a lot to do. This is the Green and White Report. 89FM, the music that matters. It is the end of the universe. One man stands alone in the barren wasteland. It's raining lava, and circling above are metal horses with three heads that breathe lightning. Skulls are everywhere. He raises his guitar to the sky. Every mountain explodes. And he refuses to listen to anything but the hours of power. Thursday nights at 10. Only on 88.9 The Impact. Slow down, you're driving too fast. 89 uh, right. FM. Okay. My seat's cold. Turn off the AC. Hey, watch out for that red light. Oh, uh, that's not really red. That's just the warning red. It's fine. We're almost there anyway. Look out for that bicycle! Laser car Puny humans, why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster. Oh, put me down! And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... 
and where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. Now I'm gonna be late for P-Knuckle. A message from 89FM. Impact 89FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome in to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green Wire Report. Michigan State basketball got back on track with a 76-61 victory over the Indiana Hoosiers. A.J. Hogar with 14 points and 8 assists, and Malik Hall added 18 points off the bench. And MSU hockey got swept by rival Michigan Wolverines over the weekend, falling 6-2 and 7-3. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Thank you, Jay, for that Impact Sports update. Lots to get to, including that hockey score. Pretty concerning 10-game slide right now for the hockey team. We're going to have MSU hockey beat reporter Cameron McLaren on the program here in about 45 minutes at 12.15 to break down everything that's going on with Very the Spartans. Very knowledgeable guy. He, he, will, he will tell us exactly what is going on. I know Matt Merrifield has some thoughts as well, but we're going to stay with football right now. We're going to go back to Matt. And we're going to do a version, a different version of the the NFL rush. America's favorite segment. Oh, Amer- it, 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 this is an, a darling of sports talk radio. But this is the prop bet rush with Matt Merrifield. Take it away, sir. All right. First rush question. The length of the national anthem over under 122 and a half seconds. So over <laughs> under a, a two minutes and two seconds. You always have to smash the over with the anthem. You have to. It's one of those deals where you get really, really upset if it goes over and you bet the under, because this is just one of those things where the national anthem typically gets dragged out. I have no pulse on this though. Who's who's singing that? I, I do. Does I anybody know? know? I have no. Yeah, word. I was gonna say we yeah. we'll have to do more I mean, research. That, that I think matters. I heard it was a country artist. I think. one second. Let's stay it's on not this for a, one second. Yeah, this is live, live radio magic here. We are we have we, Jay and and. Trent are currently researching who is singing the national anthem. Whoever gets Mickey it fast. Mickey Guyton is the singer. Nikki Guyton. Mickey. Like Mickey Mouse. Mickey, Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. Okay. I have no idea All who right. Mickey Guyton is, but I'm Mi- still smashing the over. I think Mickey Guyton probably, she looks like she has a beautiful voice. I'm going to say the over. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Sm- it's it's the pageantry yeah. of the big game. Every the, the stadium's packed. They got the American flag on the field. You've already had a couple of pops at your Super Bowl party. Yes, you got the foods coming. Your everyone's dialed in, and they have their seats on the couch. Get it it's going. the pageantry. I love the Super Bowl. Next question, sir. Next question: The jersey number of the first touchdown score will be odd or even? I'm gonna say odd because if I say odd, I get Jamar Chase. I get. Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. I get Cam Akers. You get Mich- no, you, Michelle's Michelle twenty six. Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah, you 20, do get yeah. Michelle. I'm trying to think of the other Bengals. Tw- Mixon's oh, twenty eight. You get T Higgins. Yeah. Eighty five. So, so, okay, so you're basically you taking get Tyler Boyd. Eighty three. You're basically taking. You get Joe Burrow. The, nine. Yeah, yeah. You get either quarterback. So there you go. You're either you're betting against Cup and and Joe Mixon. That's kind yes. of the bet here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take odd because I think there's just more more pieces at play there. I am also in odd, 
But I this more on this later here in the prop bet rush. But I I have the Bengals scoring first in this one oh. with Jamar Chase, okay. who wears number one, which is an odd number. Thank you, elementary school math. I'm I'm taking that. Well, Matt, your thoughts? I feel what is I think I'm gonna go bold here. I think Tyler Higby's gonna have the first touchdown. Eighty nine, eighty nine. Okay, yeah. then I'll take the odd. Because... So odd is it's it's definitely in it. I mean, it's CJ Uzama is gonna play for the Bengals. Okay. He's eighty seven. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think that's the overwhelming favorite. It's been, Cooper Cup is the reason this is a prop bet. I, I think is kind of the idea. Next question. Yes, sir. Next question. Thank you, Mark. Uh, next question. Jamar Chase over under eighty and a half receiving yards. I, I see him smashing this. I I got in an argument with someone at a local establishment last night who I went to high school with okay. because. He said, no way. Jalen Ramsey is going to lock him down. And I said, I'm telling you, I think this is, I think, I mean, not that, I mean, Jamar Chase has already had a million coming out parties in his fantastic rookie season. I see this being another one right here. I just have that sports gut feeling. And I'm not really, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm I'm not really a Ramsey guy either. I don't like Ramsey. Oh, I love Ramsey. I'm not. Here's the thing. My answer for this, I'm coming at it from a little bit of a different, yeah, what if there's a pick six? That's the first (laughs) touchdown, Jalen Ramsey. I'm coming at this from a little bit of a different angle. I think that Jamar Chase is going to have a lot of receiving yards from the aspect of the Bengals are going to be playing catch-up. They're going to be behind mm. throwing the ball all over the place. And I Ooh, think you see this being that kind of game. Yes. I'll get to my mm, score later, but I, I, just, later. I think the Rams are just going to build a big lead and the, the, the you know, Bengals like are going to Super Bowl. try to throw their way back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. So uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from. So I'll take the over, but I'm not necessarily taking the over thinking that he's going to put on a great display and it's going to be leading the Bengals to victory. I think it's the exact opposite. And they're playing catch up. Matt, you hate this take from me. I do not Why? like it. Jalen Ramsey's going to lock down Jamar Chase. T-, T. Higgins is the guy to have tonight. He's going to have a really? big day. Well, I me- like that. T- I like that take though, because if they the Bengals have enough weapons on the outside, plus getting Uzama back at tight end, Mixon getting involved in the passing game too. P. Ryan, Higgins, Tyler Boyd. If if Chase does go away, they got options. So I don't hate the fact that. That as part of your point, they do have options like you say, Higgins. So I don't disagree with that. Next question. Next question. Total quarterback sacks over under four and a half. I think this is an easy over. It has to be because the Bengals offensive line is porous like a sponge. And then the yeah, Matt's he's pointing up. He's smashing the over. Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald are going to eat Leonard Floyd, Eric Weddle. Don't count out the safety in a safety blitz. Eric Weddle, what a storyline yeah. he is! Great. My goodness, I, I, I'm all over the over. I, I think this is it. this is like suspiciously low. Like I think the I Rams agree. might hit the over by themselves. I think the Rams might sack him five times. I, I agree. Yeah, I, more on that later. But that yes. could be their key to victory. Ooh. Similar to, all right, I'm just gonna say Sloan's that. keys Miller, to victory. Watch out for Von Miller's Super Bowl MVP. A lot of juice there. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, didn't he win it in uh, Super Bowl 50? He did. So this could be his second Super Bowl He MVP. ate the Panthers for lunch. Ooh, Sorry, Nathan Stern. That would be awesome. All right. Next question. Next question. Number of challenges initiated by coaches over under one and a half. McVay's going to hit money. the over himself. Yeah. I mean, McVay. Zach Taylor might not need a challenge. McVay will do it three times and a half. McVay hates that red flag in his pocket. He throws yeah. it any chance he gets. So I, th- I think this is also suspiciously low. And I agree. I will take the over. Over. McVay we might use them both in the first quarter. Yeah, all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, set the tone. First 10 minutes. 
All right, next question. Uh, let's see. Number of chan. Oh no, sorry. Next one. Color of the Gatorade bath: white or clear or another color? What is your pick? Is there some inside baseball on this? Like, I have no idea why the why it's white or clear. Is that a maybe, thing? maybe? I feel like it's never white or clear. Maybe someone is throwing this because I, they maybe maybe one of the equipment managers is purposely putting clear Gatorade, which is at the cherry flavor, I believe, which is scrumptious, by the way. But <laughs> I, every year, I, every year, I, it's the same thing with this. This, of all the prop bets, the Gatorade bath can so easily be thrown. Yeah. It's literally as simple as one of the equipment managers thinking, it'd be really funny if I were to do some insider trading here and put some money down on a blue Gatorade bath for the Rams. Yeah. I'm going to put blue Gatorade in all of the tubs near uh, closest to Sean McVay and Stafford. Yep. I, I got to go with the field. Any other color, because it could be orange Gatorade for the Bengals. It could be blue Gatorade for the Rams. My pick is yellow. Yellow. That's that's, that's when the a Rams when too. the Rams win. I think it'll be yellow. Because uh, no. I don't think do teams do like blue Gatorade. I've never seen blue. Because I feel like blue is like here's another you know, underrated one too. Your mouth. I don't purple. Think... Purple oh, could I love, be I love purple. Purple is great too. What, what what color? I need Matt and Jay. We both need your opinion. I'm saying purple. You're saying yellow. yellow. Matt, you're saying orange when the Bengals win. Oof. Ooh, Matt. and yeah. Jay says. I mean, if the Rams win, I gotta go clear. But if the Bengals win, I go orange, right? You, yeah, the Bengals will be orange. Layup. The Bengals yeah. will be yeah. orange. It's just a matter a great of flavor. It's just a matter of if they go back to your yeah. your blue Gatorade. The Patriots when they won all their Super Bowls, I think they were all blue, right? Really? Okay, yeah, they were. Yeah, all right, good yeah. stuff. Not from a Jay. not a great flavor. Not, not a great yeah. flavor. I'm not a fan blue of the blue Gatorades. Mid. All right, lead us on, Mark. Next question. Next question: Length of the longest field goal over under forty six and a half yards. Got to be over. Matt Gay and Evan McPherson are two great kickers. I, I think one of them nails a fifty plus yard. I mean, it's indoors. It's on. Well, it's kind of indoors. It's on turf. It's going to be hot. The conditions are going to be good. I, I see this as another kind of layup over. I don't see the Rams settling for many field goals in this Man, game. You're on the Rams. I, oh yeah, Ooh, you're I on am, the Rams. I am. All in on the Rams, and conversely, I think the Bengals will—they're—they're uh, they're kind of a risk it for the biscuit kind of team. So I don't know. This House is a money, tough baby. one. I will take the under for the sake of parity here on the show. I could see this going either way, but I'm actually leaning towards the under because I don't think the Rams are going to attempt many field goals, if any. Uh, I think they're going to find the end zone quite often. And, and as far as the Bengals go, I think they're going to find themselves in four-down territory more often than not. So I will take the under on that. That's a good take. Good call. Good Going call. With the over. McPherson can hit at least one fifty yards. See, that's See, that, also a good that's call. That's probably the safe pick, but I'm trying to think outside the box here, which is kind of why I get in trouble so often, but whatever. Got a risk next <laughs> question. All right, next question. Team to score first, Rams or Bengals? First drive of the game, Bengals win the toss. They take the ball because that's just how they're playing. And it's Joe Burr to Jamar Chase for six. I do Odd think numbers. I do think the Bengals get the ball first. I think the Rams stop them, and I think the first strip sack by Von the Miller. The first team to score is the Rams. Yes, yeah, strip <laughs> strip sack by Von Miller. Scoop and score, Von strip Miller. Strip sack Miller. The, uh, you guys remember that the commercial safety from uh, I do. What was it the Broncos Seahawks opened up the game with the safety? Yeah, snap over the head. That was a horrible Super Bowl. If people love squares, that was just like oh man, oh, that was awesome. That's for another squares. Fun Super Bowl thing. Squares love squares. I'm not doing squares this year. My dad is though, so I do have a rooting Ooh. interest for for dad but i love squares love the super bowl party more on that later next question next question game or over under for the final score 48 and a half points 
I, I got I got the over overs club. I, I think that I mean you you hey listen to me. I'm holding my microphone. I if get you, so I don't know you yep. you got to be picking the over if you see the Rams doing this much scoring. You no, gotta, no, you gotta I, be I am. Picking I, that over. I wasn't. I wasn't. I got the over. I wasn't rubbing my forehead High in, in, uh, in disapprovement. Is that a word? I Dis- was simply. Yeah, I don't word. know. This is such a good number to pick because Vegas nailed it. My gut reaction and this won't be in my family group chat we all threw a pick in there like a score prediction and i said 34 10 and that would be under so i Mm. can't i can't like 10 yeah i just like he's all over the rams rams defense is vicious um i i'll take the over though life's too short to bet the under i do think the Bengals will score more than 10 points it's kind of just half joking we're all because in my family we're all stafford fans right so we're all picking blowouts i don't know about that but uh yeah i'll take the over that's a great number dude. no i agree the according to the CBS Sportsbook, they use Caesars. Sixty-six percent of the money is on the under. Really, mm. game, which is weird, but Probably I would, drive it down a little bit too. But Trent, I feel the same way. Life is too short to bet yeah. the under. Over club, baby. Love that. All right, final one. Next question. Final question. Matt Stafford passing for over under two hundred and eighty-four and a half yards. One, two, three. Over. Yes! No, 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 no. Can I elaborate? All right, yes. Matthew, I listen, I have a prop bet that may or may not be over 66 yards in the first quarter. And it might be placed right now on your phone. <laughs> it might be placed hey, right Stafford now. Stafford rushing touchdown. That is not included oh. on this sheet. Put I'd, the put the house on it. The thing is, is I already won with that. I don't want to jinx it. That's I don't. True. I, I, I kind of want to let that bet just right off into the sunset because that was... One of that was that a was rare. A beauty. That was you a said rare on this radio program. A rare winner from Trent. Usually, I'm picking like lofty winners, and they never happen. Uh, hey, but Matt that, picks New Orleans basketball and wins. Yeah, that's so. true. Well, Matt, Matt's our in-house gambling expert. Yeah. I'm just an he hates airhead this, who he comes hates on this here. take from you and I, though. He hates the take. <laughs> okay, well, hey, hey, look, I think Matthew Stafford's going to be the the vehicle here. I think he's going to win the Super Bowl MVP. I think he got all those. You know, receivers. They just showed Van Jefferson on our uh, in studio TV. Oh, people forget about him. Yep. So I mean, there's just weapons all over the place. I think the Rams are just going to completely throw their way to victory here, and that starts with Matthew Stafford. And 284 is a little too low. I'm mm-hmm. in the 300 club over. It's it's close. I would probably put him in the 270 range tonight. I think they're going to have to run the ball if they want to win, which I don't think they will. That that but, that's definitely a narrative. But, a lot of people are saying the Bengals are going to drop eight in coverage. Like well, they the Bengals did a lot secondary is not City. good. No, yeah. not at all. Eli Apple. Uh, but but by the same token, if they drop back into some zones, Stafford could just throw it underneath a million times. Throw it to his backs. Throw. I mean, I know Higby. Sony Michelle. I know Higby's not playing, but they still utilize the tight end very well. But this was a a, a thrilling. NFL prop bet rush with Matt Merrifield. What what a time to be alive. We're, we love the football. Everything from Gatorade to Jamar Chase to getting in arguments about Matthew Stafford. But Oh, wait, can I, can I yes, throw one yes, more in there? Bonus, okay. bonus. So I, this isn't really a prop bet per se, but who's gonna, who are you watching most at the halftime show? Like who's who's Who do you have your eye on for the halftime show? Eminem, easily. See, he's, my, home, he's home. You're probably going to snoop. I know that's no, Scott no, no. Southern California. Oh, no, no. My Kendrick. sleeper. Is the queen herself, Mary J. Blige. I have a huge crush on her. She is gorgeous. She is a queen. MJB. I'm a big fan of hers. And I think she's going to put on an absolute show. She's going to look stunning. I'll say one thing. Of course, I'm my so eyes are excited for the halftime show. Oh, it's going to be great. Eminem representing Detroit. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It, this they this lineup is perfect. The is. unnamed 
carbonated beverage halftime show. No <laughs> free ads. Yes, yeah, sponsor us if you want us to say your name. Green and White Report presented by carbonated beverage with the theme colors blue, white, and red. That's all you get. That Yeah, that's all you get. That's all you get. We're switching gears again. We're, we're putting it in reverse. Put it in reverse, Terry. We're going to the Olympics. And we are going to see how well Trent and I know the Olympic sports. Matt Merrifield has a quiz prepared, including multiple choice questions and photo questions that are going to quiz Trent and I's knowledge on the various Olympic sports that are being played as we speak. And then more football at the top of the hour. Lots to do. Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Are you finding it harder to wake up in the morning? Coffee just not doing the trick lately? Morning commute putting you in a bad mood before work? Stress no more. Impact's here to make your mornings a little brighter with AMs on 89. Join our hosts, Taylor and Luke, as they cover the latest news headlines, current happenings, and trending topics that you want to hear about. AMs on 89, every Monday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., only on 88.9 Impact. Oh, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. All right, we won the game. Lift on three. One, two, three. Whoa, hey, guys, why, why are you bring me outside? <laughs> what if it rains? My bolster is not built to hold up in the rain. The I mean, it's cold out here. I don't I don't think I'm supposed to be out in the okay, street. Okay. Let's drop here. I got the gas. Wait, what do, you, what do you got over there? Go, 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 go. Oh, what is this? Oh, it smells awful. Why are you doing this? Remember all the times we spent together? Just me and you and the occasional special guest, as you called them? All the time we spent playing Mario Kart and watching Netflix together? What? Does that mean nothing to you? Wait, wait, don't come near me with that. That's really hot. Ow! Why are you doing this? The couch I made for sitting in comfort. Spartan teams are bound to win. Don't rally around the wrong thing. You could get kicked out of the Spartan family and blow your chances of landing that dream job. Celebrate safely and focus your heat on that special friend, not your upholstery. Brought to you by the MSU Celebrations Committee. Welcome back to the Green and White Reports. We are rocking and rolling. Trent's dancing in the studio, which yeah, is a I'm Green doing, and White Report tradition. Do a little flapping. I don't know. I, I'm enjoying my my delicious cinnamon roll with frosting, which is also a new show tradition. So uh, Trent dancing. We got to cinnamon roll. We're gonna do something a little bit different now, though. Matt Merrifield is going to rejoin the fold. All of us have a quiz pulled up on our phones here, or laptops or tablets and various devices. And this quiz includes photos, multiple choice questions, lots of different things, mainly photos. But Matt Merrifield is going to run us through this quiz to see if we can get all 15 Winter Olympics sports that are currently being played in Beijing right now. I've been watching the Olympics, really enjoying it. Let's see how much we really know the Olympics. Is everyone ready with the quiz pulled up? I am. Can I, am I allowed to say the name of the BuzzFeed quiz? We're about like, I just, I have to appreciate the name of the Well, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. go ahead and give it. Absolutely. BuzzFeed, I'll be hella impressed if you can name eight of these 15 Winter Olympic sports. Okay, bring it on. Shout out Andy get Golder, BuzzFeed staff. That's can, a great, that's a great title. Can definitely not get eight, but I'm going to, I'm going to die trying, damn it. All right, Let's Matt. Go. 
lead us through, and a lot of these are photos, so you'll have to describe the photo for our listening audience here, and Trent and I will guess. All right, first photo. It is a woman on ice skates, skating, wearing a yellowish dress. I'm not sure how else to describe it. Yeah, look, she kind of looks like she's... You know how there's ice, there's a, uh, wait, are we a team or are we against we, we each other? We are a team. Okay. Because this could be two things. It could be figure skating yes. or it could be ice dancing. Ice dancing is my thought because of the formation she is in. It kind of looks like she's skating around, if that makes any sense. I, I'm i also in on ice dancing. I think it's, it's too, this figure more, skating is yeah. a layup for the first one, so I don't think it can be. She looks more of like a fluid dancing motion, so I'm going to go with ice dancing. Is that your final answer? That's our final, final answer. answer. No! Oh, it's no. figure skating. Gosh <laughs> darn it. We overthought ourselves. Is ice dancing an Olympic sport? It is. It is. My my. I was watching yeah. it with my mom and my sister the other day when I was home. It is definitely a thing. All right. We're 0 for 1. Number 2. Oh, layup. Next, next question. It is a man. Maybe Sean White. Crouch. <laughs> he is holding a giant stone and he is gliding across the a sheet of ice. Yeah, this is curling. Shout out to Aiden Champion, who has created a or developed a healthy obsession with curling uh, throughout the last week or two. I love curling. This is curling, Great correct? Sport. I mean, I'm not going crazy. Yeah. It's okay. Curling. Yeah. All right. We are we're, one we're, for two. We're, 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 we're back. We are we are at 500. We're one and one. That was a layup, though. Next one. Next question. It is a person going up a half pipe, flying through the air with a board that they're holding on to. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is it snowboarding or is it the half pipe event? I think the half pipe is just called snowboarding, I think. Okay, so a snowboarding. Final yeah, well, we're just going to go snowboarding. Uh, you are correct. It All right, snowboarding. Sweet. Don't overthink it, we're right? We're two Snow- and one. Yeah, yeah we, 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 just... we overthought the first one and it Ice did not dancing. go well. All right. This next one might be hard as I look at the photo. Next question. It Ooh. is the multiple men skating around a rink holding their hands are on the ice to make the turn so this this all these these dudes are at 45 degree angles on the ice with their hands down on the other side and the only reason i'm going to get this one trent is because i watched it the other night and it's speed skating speed skating yes actually it is short track speed skating okay it is final answer we're rolling now three and one (laughs) short track speed skating a sport I could never do. Here's another layup coming up next. Yes. Next question. This, this one's too easy. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, this one's hockey. <laughs> yeah, no this one we don't have to go through with it. So now we're we're four and one, which is pretty good. But there is a someone skating in a, on a goaltender. So we yeah, know, hopefully right. we know that one. Yes. All right. We, this is the final. Or this we have we have a few photo questions left. It might get a little bit hard now. This final. Or I don't know if this is the final uh, picture one, but it is a person in a vehicle going down a hill that looks like a NASCAR car, but it is not. Yeah, it kind of looks this, like an Indy car. Is this bobsledding? I think it's bobsledding, because the, the luge is different. Skeleton oh, is different. There's skeleton, there's luge, there's bob Skeleton's sledding. head first, so I know that's not, that's not yeah. this. I think this is the bobsled. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm going to go with bobsled as well. There's two people in this vehicle. I, I'm going to go with bobsledding. You are both correct. It Let's is go. Right. We're, we're doing pretty well on our route to name all 15 Olympic sports. We're doing pretty well here. All right, Next now question. we're in the multiple choice category. So Matt will read us. He will describe the photo to us, and then he will read the multiple choice options to Trent and I. So we have options. From here on in, due to the ambiguity and difficulty, you'll have multiple choice options. Which sport is this? It is a person going around a flag holding two sticks 
going down a hill. Man, see, this is where it starts to get tough. And our four options are yes. alpine skiing, speed skiing, ski racing, or downhill jamboree. I think downhill jamboree. That sounds made up. That sounds like something in <laughs> in like. <laughs> that's like a song in Just Dance. Yeah, that sounds like something in like what's the cartoon with the the bear and they're all at camp. Rickleberry? No. Um, <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, it's, it's not a kid's cartoon. Jellystone. Oh, oh, Yogi Bear. Oh, Yogi, Yogi, yeah, ba- Yogi Downhill Bear. Downhill Jamboree. Sounds like something out of that. I think we should go with alpine skiing trends. Okay, I'm 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 game for it because know. there's a lot of different skiing. So I'm gonna go. We're gonna go with alpine skiing. Final answer. You are correct. It All is right. We're doing better than I thought. How much Olympics have you been watching, Trent? A lot. And we're gonna get into it on the next one. I have a little backstory, so I'll let Matt. I'll let Matt tee it up. This right. next one is honestly one of my favorite events because it's it's, it's, just, it's my it's number wild. one. It's, it's my number one. I know, no I know this one too. I was watching it the other night, but you can still run us through it this, for for, person, for posterity. This person is holding a makeshift weapon of something. I don't know if I can say that on air. And they are <laughs> aiming down. Smart man, right here. He's not. Is it, he's not getting is us in trouble. The marathon, skeet shooting, the biathlon, or marksmanship. One, two, three, biathlon. Let's go. It is my favorite. It is it's a fascinating. Great, it's such a fun watch. It is. I just love the concept of if you don't hit the target, you got to take a penalty loop. Yeah. It adds a lot it's of intensity. Just, God, it's just such a great display of athleticism, too, because you need to have endurance, obviously, with the skiing yep. part of it. You and then you have to your have breathing focus. down. Wow. I just I think, mark that on things I could never do. Oh, yeah. So, you and I are doing very well, though. We're true olympian uh fans here yeah we're, so. doing, we're doing better than i thought can i just add this like the, uh, the summer olympics are pretty straightforward you have like track and field people running or yeah. people swimming baseball the winter softball. olympics are wild like they're yeah. just so people head first going down hills you yeah have people shooting <laughs> yeah. you got people weapons. skiing at 60 miles an hour with razor blade skis it's crazy or blades it's, 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 it's a lot it's a lot it's yeah. an amazing event all right, we can, we continue. Question. Which sport is this? It is a person walking on skis across a surface. He looks very unhappy that he is doing this. <laughs> right, so, so our four options are the following. Cross-country skiing, Nordic track, Flonkerton, or ski racing. Cross-country I, I think skiing. this is cross-country skiing. I, I this is I Nordic track Sounds fake. I think that's an exercise machine. That I think it is as well. I, I, that's my only like backup option. So I'm gonna go with we're gonna go with cr- cross country skiing. Final answer. You are correct. All right, it is cross country. And this looks brutal. This person's struggling up a hill. Yeah, he does. I do not know why you would. No offense. Why we would ever do cross country skiing personally? <laughs> All right, we're gonna pick up the pace Matt to get Marifle. through the rest of these. Next question. It is a person flying through the air with skis on their feet. You're crazy if you do the sport. I it's ski, it. ski jumping. Ski jumping. Yeah. Ski jumping. All right, perfect. We're, we're, we're going to start rattling them right. off now. Now, uh, if you combine ski jumping and cross-country skiing, it makes its own sport. What is it? So it's cross-country skiing and ski jumping. Hmm. It's not the triathlon. That's biking, running, and swimming. Right. Shuffle jump? What is shuffle, shuffle what, jump? What, what are these things? Ski relay? Is it the ski relay? I, I, I'm gonna, we'll go with ski relay. I, I'm down for that. Oh, no. Mm. Nope. It is oh, Nordic combi- Combined. Nordic is, Combined. I've what, never what seen that before. That? I've learned something new today. All right. Next question. It is another type of sledding down a hill. This person is going down head first. Trent, you already said what it is. Skeleton, Skeleton baby. Skeleton, yes. Very interesting head to first. watch. And then the opposite of it is next. 
And the, exactly the opposite of it is next. That is luge. That is the luge you are. This guy is on his back on a sled-like object. It is the luge. All right, next, we have we have we have one final one. Final one. You have a person on skis flying through the air, and has a very scenic mm. background of Beijing, China. <laughs> might I I'm gonna add, go out but... on a limb and say this is aerial skiing. Is it not? See, this is tough though because. This person is flying through the air. They have poles in their hand. Yes. They're on their skis. They're crossing their skis like they're making a fancy move. Our options are aerial skiing, super G, freestyle skiing, and alpine skiing. It's not alpine because we already had that, correct? You said freestyle. Yeah, because we already well, had alpine. It's either aerial or freestyle. I don't know what super G is. Yeah, I don't know either. So like... I think we're going to go with freestyle. There's also a like a nuclear power plant in the background of this uh very photo, so Beijing, China. Did we finish on a, a high note? You did. Freestyle right. skiing is correct. We only got two wrong, so we got thirteen of fifteen. That's pretty impressive. That is, impressive. I, I'll take it. The, I didn't think. I mean, I thought this was going to be a lot tougher than it was. Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, the, the 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 title of the article. I'll be hella impressed if you can name eight of fifteen. Yeah. We got thirteen of Clickbait. fifteen. So, I, good effort from all of us here. Yeah. Matt, myself, Trent. It was it was an all in effort for sure. All right, top of the hour here on the Green and White Report, four past noon here on a Sunday. We're going to get back into football. This is the comprehensive Super Bowl preview on the way here in just a moment. We're going to get into some key matchups, the preview for the game. The, we're going to get into our picks a little bit, more of that in the gambling corner, but strap in, folks. The takes are coming, and they are coming fast. You're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. 89 FM, the music that matters. They say all good things must come to an end. Well, they obviously never heard of Impact's online stream. Go to www.impact89fm.org and listen to our never-ending live stream as much as you want. The delicious music never has to end. Take that, they. Impact 89 FM. First floor. Hey, what floor are you going to? <clears throat> oh, uh, three. Thanks. <coughs> hey, didn't we, uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to, <laughs> to see you, because I <coughs> thought maybe we could, uh... Would you ever want to, um... <coughs> I was wondering if you, if I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Second oh, floor. I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex Ew, in my pocket. That's uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger Ugh. in your eye. Is that weird? No, don't touch me. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Free. Studies show that three quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Or at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact 89 FM. Top of the hour, green and white report. Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, joined alongside Matt Merrifield. Henry on vacation will be back next week. Trent. And Kanye West. Yes. Thank you, Kanye West, but very misunderstood, Kanye yeah. West. Oh, love the guy. More on that later. 
Anyway, so, someone, <laughs> someone recently asked me if I would go to a Kanye West concert with them if the if like the op, like the opportunity were to arise. And I was like, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? But I was like, here's the problem: he might not show up, or he might. <laughs> That's a valid fear. He might do. He might do one song and then leave or something. Yeah. So there, there should be a disclaimer. Well, yeah, on but the if ticket. you're if you're loaded up, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like sweet, and then it's yeah. just, you know, it doesn't matter how long it is if you're loaded. <laughs> I was stretching my back during the break. I'm all I'm broken here. Yeah, Sloan is body 20, is broken. 2015 Prince Fielder over yeah. here just can't seem to get his back to. It's all those violent. <laughs> it's all those violent home run swings I take from the yeah. left side. Golfing. Oh, we have a uh, we have a text at five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine from friend of the program Brendan. He says, "Love Kanye." So <laughs> wonderful. Five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. That you can text us with your thoughts. Brendan, I miss you. I can't speak yes. for Sloan, but I miss you. So hey, I'm your favorite. We will be back on Saturday. Yeah. We 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 do we have another message here. Oh, yeah, it's a great bump back song by Matt. Shout out, Matt. I have to shout out Jada Coster. He picked the song. Oh, oh shout out Jay. We'll give the Jay. credit where credit is due. I mean, it's it's just a great song to open up, like, yeah, yeah. commercial break. I mean, especially they play a lot of the football games on third downs. It gets the crowd going. So I, I love it. So Especially, too, for such a, a great transition into what will be a great segment, and that is our comprehensive preview of Super Bowl Sunday in the NFL. Let's... Set things up right away. The Rams are actually the away team, so it's technically Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams are favored four and a half, I got it this morning, which is interesting because I use BetMGM, and it was I got it got down to four last night, probably around midnight, when I was debating with people at a local establishment. And then I woke up this morning <laughs> when I was writing things on the show sheet, I saw it's back up to four and a half, which I think is probably better and more proper in my opinion this is uh all all, no, all everything's on the table with this segment Bengals Rams we, we might as well just get into it right away Trent final final score prediction and why um we're, we're, we're just going we are just going ah <sighs> I like the Rams 34 I like the Bengals 17. That's my final prediction. So you've prediction. upped it a little bit. A little I have more scoring it. for the Bengals. That that would cash the over. I'll, that would cash the over, which, which I think coincide with toward. my previous pick. I have to maintain my integrity on this show, yep. right? Consistency, so, consistency, consistency. Consistency. I picked the over earlier, therefore the math has to add up. 34-17 Rams. I think it's kind of a backdoor situation for the over. Uh, you know, you might get like a Jamar Chase or a T. Higgins touchdown in the fourth quarter with like seven minutes left. And then, you know, the Bengals are trying to onside kick and there's a bunch of chaos going on. And whatever. I don't know. I think the Rams maintain control the whole game. Like I said, I like the Rams to score first and not look back. So I will take 34-17 LA Rams. Why? What are your kind of cliff notes on why they're going to win? What are they going to do well in, in, in terms of the matchups, in terms of the X's and O's? Where, where are the areas that you're going to see them most succeeding? And we already said that the sacks is going to be a thing. Stafford's going to cash those passing yards against a potentially leaky Bengals secondary, but what do you see really coming to the top? I want to bring in Matt, Jay, Luke, whoever. And I, I want to say, ask... I, want, I want to add in on this too, because I have yes. the Rams, but I have, I, the four and a half I think is too many. I, I see this being hmm. kind of a field goal game. Really? I, God, I, I like, hmm. I really like the Bengals, but I like the Rams more. I see this being a 35-32 Rams victory. 35-32. Okay. So, some, some, so you got some the scoring. over as well, some scoring. They'll hit that over. 
it's going to be a pretty close game, in my opinion. I think the Bengals are are, are they're just rolling right now. They're going to keep this close for for reasons we will get into. But I got the Rams winning. I've got a big question, and this is the question I wanted to pose to everybody, whoever wants to hop in on this. Can you give me one area, one facet, one thing that the Bengals do better than the Rams? Joe Burrow. No. Yeah. No, that's that's what that's the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> did it matter last week? Did it matter against the Titans? It did not. No, no, no. Uh, but listen, I'm, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. No. Am I am I on an island here? No, I, so, I agree on. with yeah, you. Like, I agree like, with what, you. What, what, no, you're not. I agree close. with you. Also, you have to look at the fact that the Rams secondary is very good as opposed to the Bengals secondary, which is not good. The Bengals pass rush is mediocre at best. The Rams pass rush is elite. That's what wins. That's what that's what's going to win the Los trenches, Angeles baby. this game. And is 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 my matchup is I think like I said, the Rams could get four and a half sacks themselves. Burrow has proven in these playoffs and in the regular season in all of our opinion that he can overcome yeah. really poor offensive line play. I think he's going to overcome it to a certain extent today well, yes. to keep the, them in this game, but I think in my opinion that's what's going to win this game for the Rams. My last like little thought on the Stafford-Burrow thing is like it's not an anti-Burrow take. It's simply the fact that this is Burrow's second year in the league, and I know he's 25. He's not like a typical... Uh, you know, all the years in college and the Heisman tr- Trophy and all that stuff. So he's, like, experienced. It's not your typical second-year quarterback. But, dude, at some point, a great defense is going to make you look a little bit like the second-year quarterback you are. And that's not to say he's not going to have a great game. That's not going to say that, That's not to say he's not going to have numbers. I just ultimately think Matthew Stafford is going to be in much more control than Joe Burrow is. Matthew Stafford made his playoff record 500 in one season like that's he's he's right there man and he's he's been here for 12 13 years whatever the hell the number is for him right now he wants it more too i think and and i'm not that's not again that's not a slight on burrow Uh, matthew stafford's just not as outspoken and not as you know he doesn't have the chip on his shoulder as much as joe burrow would like to like have people believe i just ultimately think there's a lot of factors at play here like matthew stafford i think is the better quarterback is going to play better. It doesn't mean Joe Burrow is not going to play good. I just ultimately think the Rams have more to work with. They're the better team. They're going to win the game. I, I don't think know. I'm I exhausted. Think, I th- plus I think the other thing too is I mean there's really not a lot of X's and O's that we can get to it, it, with Cup and Beckham. They're they're just going to win matchups against the Bengals. Now, how much true one on one we see I think is going to be kind of in question because I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Bengals use some umbrella coverage drop back into some zones, you drop eight in some scenarios. I don't really know if they want to go purely one-on-one with these receivers, which obviously, considering the body of work they've put up in the playoffs and at the end of the regular season, that's very, very warranted. I think an underrated part of this game is going to be the Rams' run game, too, just because they're they're going to drop guys back. I don't think the the key to victory for the Bengals is going to be trying to to ru- to get after Stafford, bring extra men, and leave receivers one on one in matchups they're already probably going to lose. So I don't really see the Bengals getting after him too much. They're going to drop back in coverage. I still think Stafford's going to succeed throwing darts like he has all playoffs long in that coverage when they drop back. But the Rams running game too. If there are limited guys in the box, I have Daryl Henderson back for this game. Michelle. Obviously, Cam Akers has burst onto the scene in the playoffs. 
I think that they could neutralize the Rams in spots by taking away the big play, but I think the equalizer could be the Rams' run game. And in terms of the matchup between the Bengals' defense and the Rams' offense, that's what I see as the X factor to why the Rams are going to win this game. And you and I know... McVay wants McVay is definitely a run first play caller sets up play action yeah. throws to tight ends in my opinion I think that's what is is going to be kind of the, the x factor in this game for the Rams on offense that's a great call because I don't disagree I think the Rams are going to have their way running the ball and that is going to set up some of these deeper shots to you know Odell Beckham Jr. Van Jefferson even obviously Cooper Cup so that's something to keep an eye on Sloan you're exactly right the key to the Rams offense and the key to the over I would even say is the Rams establishing the run game and I go back to my point of I just like Joe Mixon's great but the 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 Rams kind of do it by committee and while you could say yes the 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 Bengals rushing attack is better than the Rams I just don't – Is the, that Rams defense to me is going to be able to keep Joe Mixon in check. See, so, that's that's the flip side of the coin here. Yes. Let's, let's – more on the matchup between Burrow and this Rams defense. In my opinion, and I think you and I and Matt disagree a little bit on this one, but I think that Jamar Chase and other Bengals receivers are going to be able to win some one-on-ones. And I, I see the Bengals coming away with some big plays because – that's seemingly as what they've done all year long, and Burrow can make those throws on a consistent basis. But really, and you and I have talked about this, they're gonna they're gonna get some big chunk plays. I don't see them running the ball with extreme success, but I'd smash the over and Burrow passing yards just because I think that's going to be the game plan, especially getting the ball out quickly against this great pass rush of the Rams. But What's going to win the matchup between the Rams defense and the Bengals offense, in my opinion, is Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard and that Floyd. front. And this is kind of a bold take here from me with so many options on the board, especially a defensive player. I see Von Miller winning Super Bowl MVP and getting like two and a half you know sacks what? in this game. I, so I kind of in the same vein, I don't hate that. That's because my, that's my like Mars take. No, I, I, if, if it is a Mars take. Because Sloan, the thing is, is you kind of have a shootout, which means that it's going to come down to a couple plays here. I do and there. see and if, this and is if, a shootout. And if Von, Miller, if Von Miller is able to have a big strip sack or, or maybe even pick someone off or something like that, that's huge. And my sleeper for Super Bowl MVP is Jared or Jalen Ramsey. Because I think Jalen Ramsey, if he if he you know if he does in fact get the one on one with Jamar Chase and holds him in check and holds him to you know not not nothing obscure but probably like 80 to 90 yards like that's a win for 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 Ramsey if they can keep him under a buck 20 I think that's a huge success if he's able to do that and comes away with an interception or like you know maybe like a huge play like a pick six or something like that he could win the MVP because those are game tilting plays all right we're gonna we're gonna get into it a little bit more in the picks coming up at the end of the show but Matt um we want before we take a break and, and bring in Cam McLaren here for Michigan State Hockey I want your keys your thoughts are Trent and I off base and your score prediction? Probably. Well, I would like to chime in. I got a text from my father who wanted to call in, but after last week's fiasco, I don't know if we have the capability <laughs> don't to worry, do that. We're going to figure it out but here. College he, Sorry, baby. Mr. Merrifield. He does claim that you two are, quote, drinking the blue Kool-Aid. I am. I mean, I, I start every day with it. I, I, uh, I don't think I'm falling victim to that, though, because I see the Rams winning in ways. I think Stafford's going to be a big part of this. I'm falling victim to it. I, I see the Rams winning in ways that aren't necessarily Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to play well. I, I think he's going to smash that over in yards. I think he's going to be probably the primary reason they win but not overwhelmingly. I think that their pass rush is a big story. Their run game is a big story. 
I don't. I, I don't. In, in my opinion, it's 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 not just Stafford based for me because they got a great team. Well, but it, you can continue. This Bengals team reminds me of the. You got Blues. them winning. Yeah, I do. They remind me of the Blues from what two years ago, led by shout out Craig shout out Barubi. Jacob Stinson, shout out Jacob Stinson. Co- the confidence of Joe Burrow reminds me of Jordan Bennington. Just he should not be as confident as he is. He hasn't earned it, but he shows it. He goes out with it, and <laughs> and he's going to go out and they're going to get it done today. Vladimir Tarasenko. I just don't. I look, I, and it's no disrespect to the Bengals. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I think the line should be six and a half. Like I, I don't. The Rams are better in every way. You could argue quarterback, and you could argue the run game. That's it. This defense is way better than the Bengals' defense. This pass, uh, the the passing attack for the Rams, in my opinion, as good as Jamar Chase and T Higgins are, it's deeper on the Rams side of things. I just, I'm, I'm talking in circles now, man. But I like. While I am drinking the blue Kool-Aid and falling victim to the Stafford love, I also just think the Rams are a better team from top to bottom. And I got they got a much better coach, too, in my opinion. I don't even think that's, yeah, that's not even debatable. But, yeah, we can put that to rest for now. I don't know. We did get a text from Brendan Shabazz. He All said right. Stafford over five and a half rush yards. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. we were talking about that a little bit earlier. But just got to escape the pocket one time. Before we hit that break, though, score prediction, Mr. Merrifield. 31-27 Bengals. Okay. Win. Once again, over, close, but we have the Rams. You got uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati. All right. Switching gears once again to the world of Michigan State hockey. And there's a lot to get into with uh, Cam McLaren, Michigan State hockey beat reporter. Matt Merrifield has some thoughts on this team as well. We'll also get Cam's thoughts on the Super Bowl. But still lots to do. 20 past the hour on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you all for coming out tonight. I have a big announcement to make. The Impact and I are getting married! Now you've got even more reasons to love The Impact. We've got prizes, great shows, and stunning good looks. But that's not all. Check out our website at impact89fm.org for exclusive videos, music and concert reviews, local current events, and more. It's easy to see why people fall in love with The Impact. 89FM. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. (laughs) Get it? Because I'm a... Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again, me and you. (laughs) Anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Michigan Association of CPAs, and the Ad Council. We are pleased to be joined live in studio by the one, the Whoa! only, 
And yeah! the Polaren. <laughs> I'm clipping. We're ready to roll. Hey, that's all right. It's one of those Sundays here on the Green and White Report. It just is. We're rocking and rolling. Also, to all you haters out there, I did not request that. Obviously, Motley Crue was my number one. I didn't even request that. That was a Matt Merrifield slash Jada Coster pick. So they, they know your taste. Well, they just they have good taste. taste. That's what it is. Well, it's the stereotypical hockey Welcome, Cam. hockey soundtrack. So let's know? let's get you into have it. To have it. Cam McLaren joining us live in studio. He covered Michigan State all weekend long. The Spartans swept by the Wolverines, losers of ten straight now. Losing at Yost Ice Arena on Friday. Cam and Ryan Rodosevich were there. And then the whole crew was there yesterday at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. It's a, I mean, it's, there's really no way around it. This, this team is in a skid right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're getting Skid is an already. understatement. Matt Merrifield is, uh, has some thoughts on this team. But I, you first, Cam, because Trent and I obviously don't follow the team as close as you. People out there in listener land might not follow it as close either but what is going wrong with this team in your mind the top things during this this skid right now of 10 games a lot of it just comes down to a lack of identity um you lose one of your top scorers you lose an assistant captain and then you you lose a guy like Mitchell Mitchell Lewandowski and without him in the lineup I think the record's one in 14 this season wow and then talk about a trend significant and then they've they lost their second leading scorer in Griffin Lochran and they've they've gotten winless without him in the lineup too. So it's it's just been a downward trend of they don't have enough depth scoring. They're getting scoring from guys that they should with Middendorf, Tucker, and Davidson. That's a very good line. It's their second line, but they're just they're not getting enough scoring. And honestly, you can take a look at the past ten games in a little bit of like short segments. The first four games, uh, you have the Minnesota. Or yes, you have Minnesota at home, and then you have Wisconsin. They just gave up leads, and then they were just not in the game against Wisconsin. Then they come back. You know, you get the bye week, and they play a very crappy game against Ohio State at home in that first game. And I, I mean, crappy in like the slightest sense because they they just did not play well in that game at all. They follow it up the next night, and they play very good. They just run out of time. It's the same excuse that what happened at the beginning of the year when Michigan State follows up a, I believe, 7-1 to game or a, a, a very big blowout at Yost. They've come back to East Lansing, and then they play 3-2 to and against Michigan in a close game that they ran out of time in again. So that's been, that's been the saying. And then they follow it up with two performances against Minnesota, and those were good games. They just gave up the lead. That didn't happen this weekend. Um, to be frank, it was pathetic. Friday night was pathetic. Um, the 6-2 scoreline really doesn't tell you everything in that game. It was 6 to nothing until the final four minutes. Eric Portello pitched a 53-minute shutout. They brought in uh, Levy for his first action, I think, of his career. Gave up two power play goals, but... It was cosmetics at that point. Michigan State just did not play that game. They they were non-existent to the point where Cole Krieger, a defenseman, was elevated to a forward because I believe three or I think three or four forwards got benched because they were just non-existent in that game, and they were they were sloppy goals to give up. They gave up three power play goals in the second period. They took four penalties in that period, and they were they were they were dumb penalties. And I I'm not trying to rag on anybody, but no, it needs to be uh, said. The thing yeah. is, is Gallagher takes a penalty in front of his own bench, a, a penalty you shouldn't take. He trips a man, and it's just a blatant trip. Why do you do that? Frustration penalty on Davidson in the corner holding Blankenberg. 
They're going to call that. Don't give the referees in a in a game that's a rivalry game. They're not going to call those checks every now and then. It's a rivalry game. They're not going to do that, but they're going to call the ticky the ticky stuff. obvious stuff. Very obvious. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't take dumb penalties. So you think that was was that the biggest reason for the for what you called a pathetic performance this weekend? I, well, that was just the first game. Yeah, Friday night. Friday night was just a pathetic performance all around. It's just, I mean, Danton Cole even said it. They did not do a good job of giving the puck carrier options. They have to be willing participants in the play. And people were just standing around, skating around, not giving the puck carrier actual lanes to pass through. Their neutral, their neutral zone offense was terrible. It was piss poor. So that was just the first game. The second game, barring the first period, that was the wackiest final nine minutes of a period I have ever seen in any hockey game. Two shorthanded goals given up and then follow that up with two goals in 36 seconds by Michigan State. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth. But it's just... Michigan State dug themselves into a hole early. They were down four to nothing before they made it four to two, and then they just gave up goals that they shouldn't give up because defensive zone coverage was lacking. It was terrible. So, and I mean the 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 killer was Nick Granowitz getting either his first, I think his first of the season, whenever Johnny Beecher turns the corner on Jesse Tucker. He's on the blue line. Why a forward is on the blue line back backwards skating? Is beyond me. He shouldn't be in that position in the first place because he's gonna get he's gonna get burned, no matter what. It's like I mean, I would allude it to putting a slot receiver who runs like a four three on a middle linebacker. Uh oh. So that, it's Collins? just a, that's it's the just Don a Brown mis- strategy. It's just a mismatch there. It's just a brutal mismatch. So Beecher turns the corner and then somehow Granowitz splits both Cole and Christian Krieger. I don't know how that happens. And he just taps it in. Mind you, DeRitter did get a piece of it and it just rolls in, but that made it six to three. Hughes gets his cosmetic goal, makes it seven to three. But otherwise, Michigan State had the fight in them in that second period, but they, they were just down too too bad. They were they dug themselves into too big of a hole. So when do you see do you have a definitive date or time or series? Maybe it's this weekend when you see this team finally, you know finally breaking through and winning is there when is that going to happen in your opinion and how is it going to happen for them to just break this streak somehow because all of a sudden we're running out of games here yeah i mean you talk about it you have you have four games left and this is a team that has never finished above sixth place now mind you that sixth place finish could have been i think a little bit higher because the entire team kind of maybe had the flu in 2019 to 20 and lost a few games that they should have won. <clears throat> Example, that Ohio State series. As well as the Cornell series at the beginning of the, the year. I was at that game and I was very mad at the officials during that game. They lose like, what, 6-5? to five? They Should have easily won that game. Um, but long story short, they have an opportunity. Barring a... Right now, their future is not in their own hands. If they want to have a decent shot of not playing a Michigan, Ohio State, or a Minnesota, they have to win out. And I think that's going to be the mood in the locker room is because Wisconsin just beat Notre Dame last night. They play again tonight. Wisconsin is now six points ahead of them, and they're three points behind Penn State, and Penn State's on their schedule. 
and they can beat Penn State at home. They almost they almost beat them twice at Pagula. Uh, I think they beat them once. They could have beaten them twice, but and they're playing a Notre Dame team that their record is twenty and nine, but it's a Notre Dame team that is consistently inconsistent and in will either play up or play down to competition, and it's at home ice. I circled this stretch of games at the beginning of the year as a way for maybe Michigan State, you know, to get that fourth spot. Dig out a hole a little bit, come on strong at well, the end. Well, they could have gotten the fourth spot if they would have not lost 10 straight games. Yeah. Like, the, it's just the gap would be is way anyways. too big. Yeah. I think the gap right now is 17 points Okay, between fourth and fifth. But that doesn't – I mean, the, the, the spread right now between Michigan State and Wisconsin is six points and there's still four games remaining, they can push for fourth, or they can push for fifth, which would mean a date most likely with Notre Dame, because I don't think Notre Dame makes any big moves in the last four weeks, and that's barring a Michigan State sweep against Notre Dame next week. And you like that Michigan State matchup with Notre Dame, as far as, like, for the Spartans, uh, from their standpoint, you would rather play Notre Dame? Yes. So, So how confident are you that winning out is something that the Spartans actually can get done? Like, is that a realistic if expectation? If they don't play like they did at Yoast, I think that's a realistic expectation. Okay. And I'm not I'm not being the hopeless optimistic here. I'm just saying, if you look at the way that they played against Penn State early on in the season and how they played against Penn State, or excuse me, Notre Dame early on in the season, and with the way that they've been playing, barring, barring Michigan, they can, they can win out. I can see it happening. Notre Dame is a very weird team, and then Penn State, that's a that's a series and a team that they hate. They do not like playing Penn State because it's just it's always it's a gritty matchup. And Penn State, I thought it was going to be Penn State Revenge Tour this year. They are terrible in the conference. They are washed in the conference. I mean, they beat out of state or out of conference teams. They beat North Dakota early on in the season, but they suck in the conference. It's wild. But I can see it happening. But it all depends on if the players really want to say, hey, you have an opportunity here. You you may not get it. You could still finish sixth. You could finish fifth. The thing is, is I think they are better off not playing Michigan or Minnesota. So it starts, it starts in five days against Notre Dame. You've got a little bit of time here to regroup. Yes. What is your prediction for the Notre Dame uh, matchup? God, you put me on the spot immediately. Oh boy! I mean, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta know. The people gotta Hot know. Seat. I could see it a split. Okay. They're gonna want to get both games. I could see a split just because it's home ice. Michigan State terrible on the road this year. Good at home. Good ish at home. Both teams a little inconsistent. Yeah. So and it all depends on who they get back and when they get back because okay. they there could be a possibility of Lockrin coming back, and there could be a possibility of Lewandowski coming back. Now, mind you. I don't know if they necessarily uh, where they would put them in in the lineup because I like the top two lines where they're at right now. Um, the only thing that it shores up is the power play because power play like power play is just struggling right now. Yeah, they got those two goals against Michigan, but it's a six nothing game at that point. They and then I think they got one last night. Yeah, I think one, but it's just they. They're gonna need to figure some things out, and I know, I know, Merrifield's back there shaking his head because he doesn't believe that it could happen. It's, it's, it's any given Sunday, Matt. It's any given Friday, Saturday series, buddy. It, it is, but unfortunately, it looks like the team has quit. 
to me, that's what I see right now. It seems like nobody wants to play hockey the rest of the year. Well, nobody wanted to play Friday night. I'll give you that. Mind you, I think after after the game, when never Dennis Asana basically said, you know, they're not going to roll over. They're not just going to lay an egg. They kind of did in that first period again at little C- at LCA, but you saw it a little bit. You saw it in flashes that they did not want to get blown out as badly. They still did get blown out, but they made it interesting. They made it very interesting. They just couldn't shore up the defensive holes. So, we're, I mean, so Matt, I mean, Matt, you're not, just, Matt is not as confident as Cam that, that, in this, this team's ability to dig out of the Nothing against what you said. It just angers me when you say, yeah, they got pissed off once. Once. once they were down 6 nothing. Why is that when you're upset? And I just, at 10 in a row, you just have to look yourself in the mirror and just say, I don't know what, I do not know what to say. I'm very angry with the way our hockey team is. No, I mean, I am too. Because it's, you see it in flashes. That's the problem, is it's not a consistent effort night in and night out. The highs are high, and the lows are How do you go against competing against Ohio State one night, and then two weeks later, just getting completely obliterated by your in-state rival. Sounds like this basketball team too. Yeah, consistently inconsistent. Yes, I mean that's the thing with like Michigan State sports, pretty much all year. Cam, my I mean, question is: is even if let's say they lose out, who cares? More than likely, not going to be able to win out and get into the tournament or anything. But do you see them at least something changing into next year? Just. Because right now it looks like nobody wants to play hockey. Are you asking the tough question? I am to ask. He's the asking tough the tough question. question. I see. So I it could see. Be, it, it could be player it movement. It could be coaching be staff. Movement, coaching. I don't care. It just, could be. Su- yeah. If it, there, There's a change there is, a coming. There is going to be a change because not going to lie, this team is built around having the identity of one person. It's it's Lewandowski. I, I don't really know how, how much else to say it. This team is built around having Lewandowski in the lineup. So he's out next year. Yeah. They're bringing in a few guys. I, I know. Tieran Shouty should be a solid top six freshman forward next year. And if you take a look, you have all of your transfers have another year of eligibility. Lochran, Middendorf, and Davidson have another year of eligibility and then you your freshman tucker kelly and gucciardi are doing very well like very well as freshmen so you you're gonna have holes they're gonna have holes they're gonna need to address those holes i think that it, there's gonna be a completely different game plan next year i think once lewandowski's gone they can start opening up the playbook but it, they have to be willing to open up the playbook they have to be willing to change because with the, their play style right now is just not suited to be competitive in the Big Ten. I saw something on Twitter last night from somebody who follows this team a lot more closely than I do saying they, they have to be able – they can't play dump and chase. And mind you, they can if they're smart about it. That was the one thing I was getting a little bit perturbed at last night is Eric Portillo is a good goalie. He's a very good goalie on stats. He can be a fish out of water if you play him correctly. Don't give him the opportunity to play the puck. That's a lot. That's what a lot of NHL goaltenders are right now. They are very good at playing the puck and being smart with it. You basically rim it around the boards and give your guy an opportunity to get to it or make it to where Portillo has to think about it. 
He's not going to go. He he may go out there and play it, and that's an advantage for you. You just can't give a goaltender like him the opportunity to control play, and that's what they did on Friday night. They did a, a little bit better last night, but still, just the game plan is it's not working, and it doesn't work for the style that these top contenders in the Big Ten play. And not only is it the style of play, I agree with that, but the problem is, is you're up against a team like Michigan. State does not have the horses to play go toe to toe with Michigan. They don't have the depth. They don't. Michigan's got more first round picks, and State has guys that'll play in the NHL right yeah. now. So it's just frustrating that all right, you know, you don't have the talent, and you still don't have the game plan, even close to prepared to go out and at least keep it close. And that's why you're getting blown out every night. That's the frustrating part. Well, the other thing is, is that Michigan is not built to be a national championship contender, and I'll flat out say that. Michigan? They are a NHL pipeline. I agree. I don't disagree with those that. Kids, I also agree with those that. kids do not play at Michigan more than two years. Right. They do the Jack LaFontaine and just go off to the NHL. They don't do it midseason, right. but they are an NHL pipeline. And a lot of people will agree with that. They have the opportunity to do that, but there's only so much group cohesion that you can have in two years. I mean, Blankenberg's been there the longest. Right. I think he's one of maybe two seniors on that team. The thing you're relying on with Michigan is when you get the guys coming from the NTTP, or if I said that correctly. Yeah, the NTTP. They they have, I think, three guys coming in next year. So that's the only thing you're relying on is that those kids have played together before at the highest level. So you're just hoping that they'll come in and mesh well together at Michigan. I agree with you. They're not really built the way they go to win a national championship. They have the Hughes pipeline. But but they just... There's something so frustrating about Michigan State. And they have the ability to do so. But for whatever reason, they refuse to make the changes necessary. And I'm, it's just they, it's a it's an identity crisis right now because the team is basically built around Mitchell Lewandowski in terms of confidence. Because certain players may wear the C or the A, but Lewandowski's kind of the voice in that locker room. I'm pretty sure because he's been here so long. So you lose him, you lose Lockerin. Your first four games, you're still try- you're putting lines in the blender. You finally figure out your lines. They start playing well. They they mesh together. I like that first line. They don't score a lot, but I love that first line of Nather, Joshua, and Kelly. I think that is an underrated line because of what Joshua is able to do in terms of being grimy. But the thing is, is they're not returning to the same things that they had success with at the beginning of the year. They don't try to get those greasy goals. They try to be cute with it. They can't be cute. You can't be cute whenever you fail to score more than two goals in a in a ten game stretch like you do. State's team's not built to be cute, right? They're not. A, no, they're not a skilled hockey team. That's not how they're going to win games. I mean, Michigan deployed the same exact. It it happened last night while they were on the power play. The shot pass off the end board, bouncing in front of the goal, bounces right to the post. It's something that State was practicing all year. All year at the beginning of at the beginning of the season, and they just got away with it, or they got away from it. I mean, I I don't I don't know what they're trying to do by trying to be cute, because they went 17 minutes and I think 38 seconds without a shot on Friday, between the second period and the third. They didn't. They had two shots in that period, and they all came in the first five minutes, because it was taking a stupid penalty, giving up a power play goal, but they tried to be too cute. And not to mention, they're trying to be cute in the neutral zone, and they keep turning the puck over. That's what happened last night. There were two turnovers by Cole Krieger in the neutral zone, right at the blue line. Led to goals the other way. Samuskevich, and the other one, I believe, was Beecher, if I'm correct. 
All right, Cam, I want to give you one more. Okay. Because you're not just a hockey guy. You're also a football guy. Yeah. You're going to be covering football here on campus next year. Woo! Excited. So I need your take on the uh, Super Bowl here. Who wins and why? Ooh. You see, I'm actually very excited to watch the Super Bowl because Brady's not in it. Thank God. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, that, you know Cam's what? take just won the day. That take just won the day. I mean, I'm just telling or you Mahomes. this. My, my quarterback kept him from having two more rings. So big up, Eli. We got a Giants go. fan here. I believe in Eli. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I love I love that meme so much. I love watching that video. But no, um, I I really want the Bengals to win. Okay, I really pulling want for the Cincinnati. To win. I'm pulling for it just because like. Do you think? Okay, cool. so you say you're pulling for it, and it'd be cool. Like, does, does I that like mean you think it can't like, happen? I like your take about the Rams defense. Yeah, just I mean, the fact just... that. The, the problem the is, smothering is like, Rams defense. yeah, they could smother you, but it's like Burrow got hit. What? Like nine, it was nine sacks in against the, Tennessee. It, yeah. In the or, wild, was it Tennessee? Yeah. 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 In the wild yeah, it was. Or yes. was that the Raiders game? Either way. He got either way. Butchered. The kid gets beat up yeah. like full on. He's like so much heart. Yeah. But you know what? He's probably used to getting beat up because if we remember correctly, a certain UCF hit. Oh no. A few oh, yeah. years that ago. Started the, that started the Burrow legacy. Exactly. Started everything. So I mean, blame that guy if he wins the Super Bowl. You got him. What's your final score prediction? Ooh, twenty-seven, twenty-four, under. Cincy. Ooh, lower scoring than the three of us are thinking. You you have the Bengals as well as uh, Matt Merrifield does too. So I you, you got you both are on the Bengals. So it's the either ho- the hockey guys are on the Bengals. I think Stafford ties the game. They're down twenty-four seventeen. Ties the game with like a minute left, and Burrow goes down, and McPherson, big up shooter, just kicks a game-winning field goal. That that would be very on-brand for these playoffs. Trent, your would be. your rebuttal. No, I don't think there's gonna. I don't think the Bengals are gonna have a situation where they have a chance to win at the end. That's just me. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I mean, I could see it also I being was, a forty-five twenty-eight game or a, like a like just something yeah. like that. It'd be, it'd be just like last year's Super Bowl when the Buccaneers just. Absolute domination. Yeah, talk about sacks. God, maybe we'll see that yeah, a second time. Who they had on their defense and who they still have? It's like, yeah, like, yeah. The Dumbledore Sue still plays for them, if I'm correct. Yeah, he does. Like, let's just Sue. not forget that this is the guy that you had to game plan in college. You had to have three guys on him. Yep, that's like, the Aaron Donald plan for this year's Super Bowl. But you got Von Miller coming off the edge too. Yeah, but I think Burrow's just going to be like. I want my cigar. Let me, f- uh, you know what, Jamar down there somewhere. That see, that's <laughs> step what I'm up thinking. in the pocket. He'll have a couple of those. Watch it. Yeah, and you know who else is down there? Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey says yeah. Trent. I don't know. All I don't right. know, man. It'll. I hope. I, I actually do. Washed. I do hope it's a good game. Like, not gonna lie, I think Jalen's washed. I think he's overrated. Cam McLaren with a hot take to close out the segment. I, I don't think that's that hot. <laughs> I see. I see a big game from Jamar Chase today. So I'm. I'm, right. I'm with Cam I think, on that I think Jalen's been a different player oh, no. since the uh, him and Odell fights back in the day. But <laughs> and all right, on, now they're on the same club. All right, Mr. Cam McLaren, we will have you back on the program to check in on this hockey team after the Notre Dame series. We'll see how things continue to progress. As always, we appreciate your insight, your insider knowledge on the team, and as always, your perspective on the club. Thank you, Matt Merrifield, as well, for providing a little bit of a a rebuttal to uh, some of Cam's points. But nevertheless, we got 14 minutes left before 1 o'clock, and we finish the show. Final thoughts on the Super Bowl, gambling corner, and just a couple final thoughts after the other side of the break on the Green and White Report. 
89FM, the music that matters. Sir, do you realize how fast you weren't going? I'm parked. Exactly, in the middle of an intersection. Oh, my battery's dead? I can hear the impact on your radio. The signal in the spot is so good. What else am I supposed to do? Use the internet. What? Yeah, go to impact89fm.org. You can listen to the music stream live, plus you can listen to podcasts, read news, watch videos, and post comments. Impact89fm.org. Sir, I'm going to need you to move your car. The Impact Online. We live in a fast-paced world. From the moment we get out of bed, we rush to work, rush to class, rush to the next meeting, and then rush home, only to do it all again tomorrow. But what if we didn't? What if we all slowed down? What if we all stopped, even for just a few moments, and took a break? Imagine you're at the beach on a sunny day. Or perhaps you're jumping out of a plane at 20,000 feet. Whatever it is that makes you smile, take a few minutes out of your busy day and go there. Studies show that taking regular mental breaks helps improve productivity and creativity. Whether it's a few quiet moments to yourself, a walk outside, or a chapter of your favorite book, taking frequent breaks throughout the day will help you stay calm, focused, and ready for whatever lies ahead. Don't let stress get the best of you. Take a moment, refresh, and reset. Your mind will thank you. A message from 88.9 The Impact. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome back to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green Wire Report. Super Bowl 56 is tonight where the Los Angeles Rams will take on the Cincinnati Bengals at 6.30 Eastern Time. In Detroit sports, the Pistons fell to the Hornets 141-119 to on Friday. They will be back in action tomorrow against the Washington Wizards. And the Red Wings defeated the Flyers 4-2 on Saturday night. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Thank you, Jay, as always, keeping us updated on everything in the world of sports. Final 12 minutes of the program Let's here. bring it home! Once again, thank you to Cam McLaren for joining us. Cam just has that hockey team. He does. He, he works hard covering the team. He's Every week he talks to the players, talks to the coaches. He's at every game. He provides a fantastic perspective for us here on the Green and White Report, and he will be back. All right. Let's get into the gambling corner, and we will finish the show with the picks here in the next 11 minutes and change. We all have some wagers that we're thinking about for this uh, <laughs> this fine Sunday. It was snowy this morning when I woke it up, was. a beautiful powder on the ground. <laughs> I was quote I had a great quote on last week's show about that. <laughs> Nevertheless, let's uh, let, let's do some Super Bowl or non Super Bowl picks here. Trent, we'll start with you. Uh, there obviously a lot of money is going to be coming in on the Super Bowl on this beautiful Sunday, but there's oh, yes. plenty to bet on, Mr. Bally. There's a lot more sports. Yes, um, Northwestern taking mm. on Illinois. Northwestern mm. is a plus battle of ten. Battle of Illinois. Battle of Illinois. Battle for the state. I do not think Northwestern wins this game. I just think they keep it close and covered. Ten points is a lot in the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. Especially Northwestern is a very scrappy team. Yeah, they really <clears throat> they they've me. kind of ascended a little bit in the last. You know, two, three weeks. And part yeah, of that was bad. beating Michigan State. Pete Nance, Chase Audige, yeah. Boo, Bowie. They have some talent. You definitely got a game plan for them. And Illinois has yeah. a tendency to kind of 
play up and down to the competition. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. With that being said, I like Northwestern plus ten. Good call. Good call. Good call. Mister Mer- Mister Matt Merrifield delivers winners, and he's going to continue doing that today. What uh, what do you what's on the menu for this uh, fine Sunday? I had a really good college hoops pick, but unfortunately, somebody took it on the board, Mister Luke Sloan. Ooh. I was oh, really looking yeah. forward to the Oakland UD game. Oh, this so I, I almost put that down too, and then I saw that Sloan I, I, had it, but we but can I, get to that later. More I on agree. that in a moment. Uh, Oakland minus seven and a half. I would also take. Instead, I will be taking Boise State laying the point and a half this afternoon. Wow. Watch some Mountain West basketball right before the Super Bowl. You are are going to the Mountain West. Who who who'd you say they were playing today? Uh, Colorado State. It's actually a really good game. Colorado State, Boise State hoops. How about that, Trent? I have, love the Mountain have West. Have you ever watched so. a Colorado State or Boise State basketball game? I think I've watched, I have not. I, yeah, no. I don't think I have, actually. I was going to say maybe Boise State, but I don't think so. Matt just exclusively bets group of non-Power 5 teams. I mean, whether it be New Orleans, whether it be the Horizon League, I'm going to stay with the Horizon <laughs> League for my first uh, selection here in the gambling corner, and that would be Matt teased it. Oakland, the Golden Grizzlies, minus 7.5 at home at the O-Rena against Detroit Mercy. Mercy's a very improved team. Obviously, they have Antoine Davis, who's a prolific scorer, future Piston Antoine Davis. Yes. But I, I see Oakland's been struggling a little bit lately, but they have a very good team led by Jamal Kane and Jalen Moore. I see them coming out on top, covering that 7.5 at home, national televised game. It's going to be a big one for Oakland. They still have NCAA tournament hopes. I still think they will make it, and I think it will start with a big win against their in-state rival Detroit Mercy today in Rochester. All right, Mr. Bally, selection number two on this beautiful Sunday. Selection number two. I like the Atlanta Hawks, plus 7.5 at the Boston Celtics today. I don't you have a bonus there, too. My bonus is Trey Young over 27.5 points. Trey Celtics Young, are hot. Yeah, the so, Celtics are hot, but I don't think you got, it's You got Atlanta outright or just no, in the points? I just think the, the points is too many because right. uh, Trey Young is kind of on a tear right now. I don't have the numbers for you, but... On any given night, Trey Young can completely go off. We know that. I think the Celtics are overrated, coming back down to earth a little bit, and I think it might start today. I don't think the Hawks win, but seven and a half is a lot when you got a guy like Trey Young on the other side. Plus, they're look, picking the it Hawks, up too. The Hawks, the, are the, they it are. Up. They're picking it up. They had a horrendous start to the season. Yeah, they're banged up. They're better than their record show. So give me the Hawks plus seven versus the Celtics, and if you'd like, Trey Young over twenty-seven and a half points. That's the what? That's the one A and the one B. And Matt Merrifield. My second pick is a Super Bowl prop bet that we did not go over okay. in the earlier segment. Minus 106, the opening kickoff will result in a touchback. That's I am with a yes. That's a fun prop bet because, I mean, those, that's a that, great prop. That's always fun stuff to I bet like the on coin toss it's too. just one or the other. Like, what's it going to be? Yeah, the coin toss. or um, Coin the, toss. Yeah. That's a fun one which, too. Which uh, quarterback throws a pick first? Yeah. I remember um, old producer Hikaru Kudo, friend of the program, and I got into it uh, – Three years ago when it was Jared Goff and Tom Brady, that was a fun little discussion. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But that that's a good that's a good call, Matt. That's a fun one. All right. My next pick is we're going to the world of hockey. We are Colorado Avalanche traveling to play the Dallas Stars. I have the over six goals scored between those two teams in that game. A couple of teams that can really put it in the in the put the puck in the back of the net, so to speak. Day game. Dallas, it just seems like Lots of school goals are scored in Dallas. So I have the over six goals scored abs at stars. Mr. Bally. 
Third and final pick. Thank you for the hockey insight. My third and final pick, Odell Beckham Jr. to score the first touchdown in tonight's Super Bowl, plus 900. I just a lot look at of that. Juice there. I look at those numbers, and it's just like, why not throw a unit on it? Because if it hits, it's big money. I mean, Odell, Odell could very well, you know, it obviously depends on who gets the, who wins the coin toss, who has the ball first. I understand that, but um, you know, Jamar Chase is the same odds, plus 900. Just, just throwing it out there. Jamar Chase and Odell Beckham Jr. both. Uh, but, but I'm going to go with Odell because I think the Rams strike first. But that's a fun bet to take. Jamar Chase, same odds. A lot Keep of juice there, too. Plus 900. All right, Mr. Merrifield. Uh, my other bet is also a prop bet in the Super Bowl. The X factor to this tonight's game, T. Higgins to score a touchdown at any time at plus 140. I think Mr. Higgins is going to a big day. It's a good bet. That's good juice as well, especially if Jamar Chase is taken away by Jalen Ramsey at times during that game, which... You know, it could go either way. I see I see Jalen Ramsey winning some matchups, but I see Jamar Chase really exposing them over the top a few times as well. So I like that pick, though. I think they're going to try to distribute the ball around. I think they're going to try to get it out quick as well. Obviously, you're trying to avoid that pass rush of the Rams. I like that pick a lot. I have uh, two picks here. So I they're both kind of off the board a little bit. One is Xander Shoffley. He is plus 650 to win the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He is at the, near the top of the leaderboard. He is consistently, he's very consistent as a winner. I like Xander Shoffley plus 650. A lot of juice there uh, to win the Waste Management Open. That, that, that hole-in-one yesterday on 16 was electric. They were throwing beer everywhere. Yeah. It was hilarious. Did you did you see the video of them running? Like, people, they were holding the lines this morning to wait for people. Oh, to yeah, get I to saw that. Set. That was awesome. God, people the, people the, in banana suits. The Waste Management Open is just such a blast. What a name. Yeah, the waste management. Thank, <laughs> like, thank you. What a name. Presenting this golf tournament. Unreal. I have, I have one final one as well. Tomorrow at 8.15 uh, in the morning. Okay. I'll be up. USA women's hockey is minus three tomorrow against Ooh. Finland. I have them covering those three goals. I am of Finnish descent. So, <laughs> obviously, I was born in America. So, I am I am 100% American. But I, have, I am of Finnish descent. So, I hate Wonderful. to do it. I really hate to do it to my homeland of Finland, but I have you. The, the, the women's hockey team is fantastic. I see them covering those three goals against Finland. All right, that was the gambling corner. Four more minutes here before the end of the show when we all go do some homework and prepare to watch the Super Bowl. It is time for the the final picks of the Green and White Report, and you know, not uh, not being emotional or anything here, Trent, but. This is you and I's final football picks segment of our That's careers at WDBM. That's true, isn't it? Okay, I didn't think about this. This like is that. it here for football. This is the final picks of our lives. Well, well, on the Green the Michigan Report. Panthers. Yes. Oh, we that's might, true. We might have the Michigan Panthers. Oh my gosh, we got to bring that back. <laughs> All right, Los Angeles Rams minus four and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals, SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California, Super Bowl on tap. 6:30 Eastern Time. We already elaborated it. We already elaborated and elaborated on it quite a bit earlier in the show. Easy for you to say. Yes. <laughs> but final thoughts and once again a reminder of each other's picks. Mr. Bally. I've got the Rams to win. I've got the Rams to cover. I've got a 34-17 LA Rams victory. Matthew Stafford wins the MVP. Matthew Stafford with 300 plus 
passing yards. I think the Rams outplay the Bengals in every single facet, offense, defense, special teams. I think the Bengals give a valiant effort. It's a great story. They're the team of destiny. They've had a great season, and they have a very good chance to be right back here next year, although their division will be a lot tougher, something to watch. But when it's all said and done, tonight at about 10 p.m., I've got Matthew Stafford saying I'm going to Disney World. That is all. Let's go nine. There we go. He's wearing it. He's wearing it today. Yes. I have the Bengals plus four and a half here, but the Rams win by a final score of 35 to 32. I think this one's a thriller. I think it's a great game. A lot of juice, a lot of matchups to watch. Very exciting. Great halftime show. Great festivities playing. Great food. Great prop bets. Great everything. How can you not love this Sunday? You don't love sports if you don't love Super Bowl Sunday. I think the X factor for the Rams is running the football when the Bengals will inevitably drop eight to take away Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. as best as they can. I think they run the football at a decent clip. I think they throw it underneath at a decent clip. Stafford gets a lot of easy completions with the coverages he will see. And and then on the other end, I, I see Joe Burrow taking the lid off the defense a few times. Some some plays, some big plays by Jamar Chase over the top of Jalen Ramsey, but I see that pass rush getting home for the Rams more times than not. They will win this game, but I have the Bengals in the points, but I have, like I said, the Rams 35-32. Two more picks here, Matt Merrifield, Jay DeCoster. Who wins and why? Well, I I have the Bengals, and I think it's going to be a little bit of low scoring. I got 24-21 Cincinnati. I just think... Definitely low scoring. 21 points? From the from the Rams, okay, yeah. okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I sorry. Mean, I'm I, just... I understand like the Rams defense is really good, and I think the Bengals defense is very underrated, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think Joe Burrow, that team is just really hot right now. I think that because you say that the Rams are way more talented than the Bengals, and all, the Chiefs are also because Mahomes is better than Burrow. Good point. That's a good point. But you know they found a way. They found a way to win, and Mahomes did not look like himself in the second half. Um, and yeah, I think the Bengals get off to a slow start, but eventually, yeah. I, I have them winning, so. All right. <laughs> All right, Matt, round I, us up. I know Matt agrees with that yeah, one. Right. Final thoughts on uh, Matt Merrifield's predicting a Bengals win. The, Final the, thoughts. The public is loves the Rams, the money line, the under. Yep. Fading the public this after or this evening. Bengals will get it done. Cincinnati gets their first championship since 1990. It'd be a hell of a Who story. Did. It'd be a hell of a story, but, hey, Trent and I, we're riding with the Rams. Oof. I we've have been, to, man. I'm we've either... been riding with the Rams since August on this radio program, and we have to again. I'm either going to be king of the Matthew Stafford Hill or I'm going to die on that hill because I am not jumping off ship. Nine for the win. Come on, Matthew. Show up, baby. Who loves you? Hey, we, we've reached the end here, not yeah. just of the show, but, hey, a football we, season. We've asked. We've been asking these questions all year long on this radio program. Stafford questions are about bound, and we will finally get an answer here in just a few short hours. Thank you for listening to the Green and White Report. As always, tell a friend about the show if you're interested, and if you missed any of it, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Impact89FM.org/sports, or wherever you find your podcast. We will see you next week. Henry Menegos will be back from his vacation, and we will have a Super Bowl to recap. But from Luke Sloan. Trent Pally, Matt Merrifield, and Jay DeCoster. Thank you for joining us for the Green and White Report. Let's have a Sunday and Trent finish us off. You have been listening Ready to, to roll! The Green and, White and one pride. And one pride. And go nine. All That's all. We will see you next week. Impact89fm.org slash sports.